What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 95 of <coughs> Press Any Key. Is it 95 or 96? It's 95. Okay, you checked. Good. I'm 100% Mike, 95. what episode is it? We're at 95, baby. Five away. All right, all right. Cool. All right. So you can check us out on uh, social media, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at PressAnyKey.tv. You can also find this, probably already listening to it, on any <laughs> podcast app. Um all the big ones. None of that weird shit, though, that they put out, like uh, like Cozy.TV or some shit like that. <laughs> We're <laughs> and, uh, on Stitcher Premium. I am your host. Uh, Pat Nap with me, as always, my co-host, Nick McFly. Everybody give it up for him. Woo! Yeah, that was weird not having that. Um, And uh, Mike, who um, he lost a leg to he's... diabetes, and so now he's <laughs> wheelchair down it. at home. <laughs> it, took it. it would be great if I... if. In the playback of this, it cuts to him just pulling up a stone. In my mind, like, in my yeah. mind, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then uh, with us this week, everybody, give it up for my fiance Liz. Everybody, woo, she's here. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you, your voice cracked and didn't go off the octave. <laughs> woo, woo. Who needs her? <laughs> you guys, my voice is fucked this week. I can't wait for you to have all these auditions this next week. Hence why yesterday I was like. Hey, I don't think I'm going to go out because my voice is fucked and I need it for auditions this week. And like, I was like, I still got to get through a two hour podcast tomorrow. And it's like, it's not like damage. It's like just the weather. Like, I just feel like my throat is constantly coated in phlegm for the past three weeks and it sucks. Coated in phlegm, the Pat Naparano story. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) So Mike, how's, uh, how's, uh, how's wheelchair life? It's uh, it's more limiting than I thought, but <laughs> I'm getting a really, really good arm and back workout. Are you getting good seats at concerts though? Because that's yeah. really what it matters. Yeah, I mean, Liz should be. Liz and I can get great seats now. It's true. Did, did we tell you about this? Yeah, I know. I've you seen, know I about this? Yeah, what yeah, I, yeah. Mike, what I want to know is what kind of discounts are you getting at Chipotle and other fast food restaurants? Yeah. Nothing from Chipotle. Really? really? They don't respect the troops. <laughs> they don't respect the troops. <laughs> well, they respect the troops that were, you know. Veteran you know, now? Yeah, that are veterans. <laughs> oh, yeah, diabetes. <laughs> they don't respect There's somebody only two who did my They don't Mike respect in a wheelchair. Who- <laughs> in my brain, Mike in a wheelchair with one leg is wearing, like, a green camo yeah, jacket yeah, and has a buzzed too. haircut. Yeah, yeah, no, I see it. It's an American flag. And he's always jaded. Yeah. When yeah. I gave up for this country, you know, yeah. it's always like that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, okay, something unrelated. Uh, DC News, Nick, your favorite. Oh boy! I well, actually, it is. It's this, kind of exciting is, for you. I, I, the way I put it was the this news was Christmas come early. Yeah, right. It really was. I mean. It isn't and isn't because there have been some things that, have, that James Gunn himself has commented on. All right, on. let's go through those. So it's called setting it up. All right. Let's set it it's up. It's about telling its story. All right, okay. Pat, let's set it up. So December 7th at 4.17 p.m. This all is right? great setup. Boris Kitt fucking dropped a bomb. Boris Johnson. On uh, The Hollywood Reporter. Apparently Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 3 is not moving forward as DC movies hits a turning point. So what exactly is this turning point? Well... It's what uh, it's what a lot of people out there, Nick was hoping for, um, that they would um, just start fresh, that start from scratch. But that isn't what they're doing. It sounds like that's what they're doing, and not not since. All right, all right, okay. I'll, so anyway, here's some of the things, some of the big the, of the big ticket items that basically came out of this. Number one, 
and in chronological order. Number one, um, we got word that uh, Patty Jenkins had submitted the script for Wonder Woman 3. She had gotten notes, and they sent it back, and they said this doesn't fit with our vision. So uh, supposedly that was it. Like They just weren't going to work together. Uh, later on, we find out that uh, Patty Jenkins, I mean Patty Jenkins, sorry, uh, Patty Jenkins. No, because what she did was pretty fucking petty. Um, well, this is all, you know. Like, this is not hearsay. This was confirmed. This, it's, I mean, the fact that she said she walked away, we don't know what the attitude behind Patty Jenkins She sent walked an away. email with a link to James Gunn, Peter Safran, two other executives at Warner Brothers with the definition of what a character arc is after they gave her notes about her this script. This part is news to me. Yeah, that exactly. That is news to me, too. All right. Okay. That so, is, all right. Petty is appropriate. Yeah, so it's Petty pretty... And like, here's the thing, is that, like, they were... Apparently, they were willing to have her be the director. They said... Just they, rework it. The official timeline of this is before they took over, she submitted the script to the people that were overseeing DC films, you know, in the transitional period. They gave her notes... And a lot of the notes were the same as were the same notes they gave her on Wonder Woman 1984, that there were story problems. So she didn't change it and she submitted it to James Gunn and Peter Safran. And what do you think they did? It's like when when your one parent says no, then you go to your other parent. Exactly. And they still say no. And they still say no. (laughs) He said no. And but what he said to her was, here are the things I would change to make this better. I want you to rewrite it and still direct it. And apparently she wrote some big, long-winded email and then sent a fucking link to the Wikipedia page of what a character arc is and basically saying, like, you should learn how to write. When, like, when I'm pretty he, when sure James Gunn has, the like... The most successful yeah. DC movie, a DC TV show. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's the thing. And then this news comes out, and then another thing comes out that apparently the reason the Rogue One, the Rogue Squadron script, I mean the Rogue Squadron movie was pulled, was because all the scripts she submitted sucked. Like it was an absolute Let's mess. keep a DC for right now. But that's but that's kind of my point. Is that more like, of it? It's a more of an endemic. It's Patty yeah. Jenkins this is more of a Patty problem. Jenkins issue than it is a, a DC wiping the slate sure. clean. So it's like I said. Not like the because Gal Gadot, I think she knew about this before it got announced <laughs> because she put out that really cryptic tweet like, "Oh, I, I would, I would love to play Wonder Woman for it. Doesn't matter who's behind the camera." I don't think she really said that. And she was like, "I'd like," to, she was like, "I'd like to nominate she, my reformed yeah, Orthodox yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> Bill Clinton." She she put it out there basically saying without you know naming names like it doesn't matter like I'm in like I am in like this is everybody gets their shot this is mine thanks. Um, and James Gunn is saying, uh, said that he still wants to work with her. He yeah. still wants to use her. She's one of the good pieces he would like to keep. The other thing Don't is, get me wrong. There's a lot of good pieces to DC. It's just that they over... It's it's like, you know, having a really nice finished bathroom in a house where the whole foundation is has been eaten by termites. And you're like, <laughs> just keep going because this bathroom is fucking beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tear the whole fucking house well, down and save pieces of the bathroom. Um... Well, that's the other thing is the other reason why is that he has Peacemaker season two in the works and he had, had his own Suicide Squad hit, yeah. like the, the, which both comfortably live in that world. He doesn't want to get rid of that material anyway. Dude, um, so what? Just put it in a different alternate universe. The other thing that we heard was that um, I'm going to go ahead and refer to my friends in the nerdy basement for this. Uh, first of all, a sequel to Zack Snyder's Justice League was in early development. 
Prior to the formation of DC Studios, the sequel is no longer happening. It would have featured Snyder's original Justice Team. Whatever. Justice Team. It's whatever. Uh, Wonder Woman 3, we already talked about that. Uh, Man of Steel 2. Man of Steel 2 was literally being written. They gave it to higher-ups. They were like, ah, this needs another draft. It went back, and now it's just dead dead in the water. But Um, since this has come out, two things have happened. Number one... James Gunn has said on Twitter that Superman is his highest priority. That, that doesn't mean anything. That though. he right, but hold on, I didn't finish yet. This guy called Den of the Nerds. He's a YouTuber. He started tweeting that he he's hearing from people, and this is somebody with an audience that he's hearing that James Gunn didn't doesn't like Henry Cavill as a person or an actor and all what? this stuff. So somebody tweeted James Gunn and said, hey, James, you care to debunk this? And he actually fucking tweeted and said, sure, false. Like, he likes Henry. So that's another. So Superman's his highest priority, and he likes the same actor everybody else likes. Still, that doesn't mean you can't start from scratch. I'm not saying that doesn't mean you can't start from scratch, but (laughs) what I'm saying is that he's willing, uh, he's still willing to give things a look. One of the stranger ones that came, I mean, the other thing is that he also filmed a cameo for, um, for the flash yeah, movie flash. and they're 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 wondering if they should keep him in or not but the whole point of that movie is to wipe the slate clean so it really doesn't matter if you have him in or not like they're using this next flash movie as a jumping off point because as a flashpoint uh yes because andy muschietti uh the director of it one and two and the flash has expressed interest in directing a Superman movie and writing one and they like him they like his work so once again this this is like another one of those you know, let's tie all these loose ends together and see if they stick. But I mean, this is better than like this shit, which is like totally not real. Jason Moe's days of Aquaman are numbered as studio aims to have him lead a Lobo solo film. Lobo solo. <laughs> uh, that, potential definitely a job in the hut. Potential final Lobo appearance solo. as the king yeah. of Atlantis. Eat now, to Lobo solo. this was... This was the first one. <laughs> What's that one we had in college? Like, Let's not. not. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, maybe don't go there. <laughs> so, is, that, um, did this, is this going to happen? Because everything... Well, this is a debunked one. This is a debunked yeah. one. This was the first one that was debunked. Because Aquaman, I wish we had a sound effect for like debunked. Aquaman oh. is the only one of these movies that made over Do a billion it, dollars. Do it, Bruh. <laughs> Aquaman <laughs> is the only one of these movies that made over a billion dollars. Okay. So clearly people like it. Here's the thing. Why, like, why, why? And the other thing is that like, I don't think you can get a, I think the, J- the way I they took Jason Aquaman Momoa, is the way to go. Jason like, Momoa is, yeah. is a like the way they, they approach the character and him as, as an actor, he fits the role perfectly. Yes. Yeah. Still would rather start from scratch. Nah. Let's just start over. Nah, I want to keep him too. Get rid of, get rid of Amber Heard. Oh, well, here you go. It's funny that you bring up The Rock, Mike, because a <laughs> sequel to Black Adam is now unlikely due to the due to the poor box office performance. <laughs> However, that being said, this is the first movie I've ever seen in my life that a actor and executive producer got on Twitter to quote clarify, you know, the stance or whatever. The Rock, the Rock tweeted out. This is not going to lose money. It's actually going to make upwards of about $72 million when it's all said and done. Like, we've paid back our finance. Like, they paid back. But I mean, like, that's how much The Rock and his team are going to keep is $70 million between them and, like, the 10 people that, my, like, my hire question all these is, people. So, I'm, I'm not really good with, with, like, box office numbers. They None of them really mean anything to me. They're just so big. Uh-huh. But... 
to me it seems like they like they, they put a lot of money in this being like huge smash hit where the opening weekend seemed like it did good and then everybody immediately stopped caring about it and stopped That's talking about it. Black Panther came out. <laughs> so Marvel like stomped on Black Adam's yeah, yeah. you know it curb had, stomped it had on three weeks to make money and then as soon as Black Panther came and then Thanksgiving came right. it was over. So but to the me thing, it's, but the thing is is that it's it's not it's not like obviously it's you want to know how much money it made overall, but it's how much did they profit? How much is the rock and his like team of like 10 or 12 people? So that they'll organized? do it again. Exactly. Well, so they made $75 million, which is not the same as like one, like as Disney's about to make with that, like Disney's a whole ass studio with like, you know what I mean? Like the rock approached this from his team with like to do a partnership with Warner Brothers, you yeah. know what I mean? This isn't like Warner Brothers is like going out on it. Like it, they're still vested. They want it to do well, right? But it's not like they're losing money on this. And plus, they have all the ancillary revenue, all the merchandising. They still own the IP, so like that's forever valuable. My point is, is that but it's, this it's was so not, crazy to me. That, this did like, not make them mega rich like it could, thought it was exactly. Going to. And in a day where where so many studios say it's like if it didn't make seventeen billion dollars, yeah. it's not worth a while for us to do a sequel. Right. Like look at Netflix, how many one or two season series they have that they axed because it's like it didn't make crazy numbers. Yeah. Well, the rock, the rock is like um, his whole thing is like. Uh, I don't know why I wanted this movie to fail so bad. His like, whole thing is like, we're building our franchise slowly. It's like, yeah, but like, bro, don't act you like you making only $70 million in profit is good. You're supposed to be the king of this shit, I thought. You know what I mean? And also, it's like, how can you build your brand slowly when it's you're literally tied at the hip to fucking everything else yeah, dc exactly. you can't say yeah. we're doing it slowly their whole their whole uh like model was like rush it out as quick as we can yeah, so right they took 15 years for them to put this movie together all for it to shit when it got out and then just put her out into nothing and now they're not going on with it at all like that is 100 percent. so here is another thing that we that we love to see and was that is, debunked or not? That was what about the them not uh, doing the a second? Oh no, they're definitely not doing a sequel. Okay, they're cool. out. There's no fucking way. But the Rock can. seems to the Rock. The Rock it. will have his way. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. There, Nick. You got to remember, there is there is an amount of time where depending on how much da- like if you have he's, he's got to play. If you got a smash hit on your hands, you can have a sequel out in two years. If you got this on your hands, you got to build up the. You got to. You got to let the fucking Twitter people be in like, you know, Black Adam really wasn't all that bad in retrospect. That yeah. shit needs to grow first. And he's got to plant the seed uh, yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give, it, give it three years and then come back yeah. as a slight little cool thing. Uh, and the other thing is that Henry Cavill, although he didn't def- definitely leave The Witcher to be in the rock version of Superman or whatever, right? Um, he didn't sign a contract. So they don't know if, like, he doesn't know if he's employed and he left The Witcher. But he's also up for the next James Bond, so... Him and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Interesting. Ooh. I don't want to get sidetracked, but that's interesting. You should do an episode on that. Who should be the be next down. James Bond and who was the best James Bond. Uh, anyway, here's the only thing that is 100% confirmed that we know without a doubt. Peter Safford and James Gunn were, were inst- like, this isn't exactly spelled out, but it has to be. They have no. You just, you just they, said this is the only thing we know no, no, for no, sure. No, what? Yeah, what took place, but not exactly how it took place. But I imagine this was the Zazlab, room where it Zazlab says, <laughs> "Do not fuck with this because this actually works." Uh, they have no involvement with the next Batman project. That's all Matt Reeves and his team. They're staying out of it. So my question would be: Does that mean it's like, hey, listen, Matt Reeves, we're not going to fuck with what you got, but we want to potentially 
folded into our greater plans um or is it always just going to be isolated well you got to remember because joker also just announced that it's filming this week (laughs) yeah joker also announced that it's filming this week and um one of the things that you got to remember is that it's also quote an elseworld story so i do not think that there joker can stand alone i don't i don't think i don't care if it gets rolled in but i you know it's like we have a young batman this would be it, like a really cool jumping off point for the broader DC universe. I don't think I don't think they should do that though. I really yeah, don't. I mean they already they already fucked everything up with Justice League. Um, <laughs> like, but just, Mike, Mike, like keep that's them what I'm real strong. Start from just so scratch. you guys know, there was a Crisis on Infinite Earths movie planned for after the Flash. That's what they were building up to. And all three Batman were supposed to appear in that. Oh, didn't you say there was Moving also forward, there was a Batman Beyond movie that was coming out that Michael Keaton was going to play Batman, cool. and they were going to you know do a young Terry McGinnis and everything. Yeah. We talked um, we talked about this earlier uh, in the Michelle week. Michelle Pfeiffer was going to be in it too. That, That's so the one Mike, that I'm upset that got see, canceled. Mike, this is the, let me know if this if you agree with this. Pat and I were talking about it, and to me, it's like as cool as that would have been to see. I would love to see that movie. It also, would have been in the hands of Tim Burton again. I'm glad that they made the decision rather than being like, how cool would that be? And just saying it doesn't fit into the larger scale of what we're doing. Let's just not. Now, if they built up to that story point, like it made sense, like Spider-Man No Way Home or something like that. And like you have. But the other thing is like Crisis on Infinite Earth. Infinite Earths is a huge multiversal DC event that I don't think you should do just after flashpoint because that was oh the you plan. mean like you probably Wait, shouldn't nick. nick the post credit scene for flashpoint was the crisis movie this shit was supposed yeah. to come in like two or they three lo- years that's that's i mean like getting back to what we were saying how dc's whole model up to this point was just like just do the biggest things possible <laughs> as quickly as possible yeah rather than earning them mike what were you gonna say are you saying the crisis movie that you want to happen or the Batman Beyond? This, one? The solo Batman Beyond with Keaton at the. Yeah, I mean, as like, yeah, as much as I would love to take the crisis movie it, too. I take and, it all. Yeah, I would. I'm fine if that. I if can't wait, wait for them to let the man talk. Right? In three years. I can't wait for that. I can't see his face. So yeah, yeah. I can't wait for him to unearth uh for them to unearth the Batgirl movie too. Yeah, right. Here oh, it that's is. Not happening. Slobs. That yeah, they can't do that, right? Otherwise, well, they can't make pay. money off of it. That's what oh, it's defined okay. as. So they could just put it on YouTube if they wanted to. But even then, they have to turn off all the ad revenue. So they're not. <laughs> um, could they sell merch, like release it, and then release merch around it? They can't make any money based off of that IP or the film itself. Uh, not Batgirl, not Batgirl and set. But remember, but that when Batgirl. they make a when they make a new iteration of a character, they copyright that version, so they can't make any ver- like that. All that shit was in place for merch and everything. Yeah, I, I hope that gets leaked eventually. Yeah, I hope. I just, I hope so, because apparently Brendan Fraser was good in it, and he's really good in the whale. I was gonna say, him. are we gonna see the whale? So, yeah, I'll probably like watch to. the whale. I, I heard it's really him. fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, everything seems to be in order at Warner Brothers. Everything's up in the air. Nobody knows what's going on or how it's going to happen. But to me, this is like it used to be just like chaos, and now it's organized chaos. Yeah, which well, is a hell got, of a lot better than when what, you, when you clean somewhere that's been dirty for a while. It's got to get messier before exactly. It gets cleaner, so. I just reorganized my bathroom this weekend. <laughs> And I took all the shit off the shelf over the toilet, and it was just like all over the floor. And I was yeah. like, "This is a mess," but it's gonna be a hell of a lot better Nick, tomorrow. You're supposed to shit in the toilet, not on the shelf above the toilet. <laughs> Mike, that's a that's an upper double decker. Where were you that's yesterday? A, that's a double upper decker. <laughs> Damn you up there! 
<laughs> Who took a shit on the shelf, Nick? <laughs> Don't even get me started, man. All right, there's um, just makeup products everywhere, all over the bathroom, and I'm like, you get a whole shelf. Just please, just keep it in that one shelf. I don't even, get a, shit shelf. I don't even get a shelf. Yeah, I don't get a I shelf. I get it. I got a little cubby, and then there's nothing. a whole shelf. I'm and like, put all I your get, beauty products. I get there. remnants of all that shit all over my stuff, and then they're like, oh, can you can you put the seat down when you leave? <laughs> That'd be nice, you know. Liz, do you have something to say about this? Um, I do my makeup downstairs now. I did it upstairs Worst in the shit. bathroom while I was liar. recovering from foot surgery, where my toe was broken and reset. Um, See, Mike's the master of his own domain. You know me. Also, I don't say anything about the seat, but maybe flushing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, let's, let's if move it's on yellow, to... leave it mellow. If it's brown, flush it <laughs> yeah, down. Pat's environmentally He's conscious. He's not following here. his own rule. Oh, Pat's got like a it's depression like a era mindset. Dollar, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got to save that 10 cent flush. It's true. <laughs> What's that saying? Uh, the, the worst thing to waste is a is a is a toilet There's an full imagination. Of water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, toilet full of piss. Speaking of toilets full of piss, Game Awards happened the other night. Oh, boy. <laughs> and um, so we watched them. I actually, I usually don't like watching these types of things, but I enjoyed hanging out and watching it. Yeah, it's fun to do. You know, you set up a watch together on Discord and yeah. Uh, you just watch other people win shit that really doesn't matter in the long run because we'll all be dead. Anyway, um, so God of War obviously was nominated for 10 categories. How many did they win? It won six categories out of 10. Really? I, I thought it was more. Um, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to no, no, no. get into the nitty gritty so, here. What surprised you guys the most? Like, what, what was award? That they didn't win Game of the Year. That shocked me as well. Because listen, here, here, so here's my rationale. I I mean, I have I checked. I actually have 182 hours in Elden Ring, not 175. Sorry, I wanted to clarify that just for oh, the yeah. record. People were really angry. About <laughs> I that. know. I, I, was. I was mad. See, how many hours in Elden Ring? 182. Oh, uh, uh, God, God of War. 71, I think. Okay, but it's a shorter game. Yeah. Um, my thing. The reason why I picked God of War for Game of the Year was because in some places it felt like I was playing Elden Ring in God of War because the combat system is that well thought out and like the enemies you fight are that much stronger than you that you really do have to, you know, really dial in and pay attention to what you're doing, kind of like what you're kind of like Elden Ring. Um, but truthfully for me, it was the story. Because I was like, this delivers a story that is not only emotionally satisfying, but it's also thrilling from start to finish and is presented in a cinematic tone that a lot of video games really don't get that treatment. And that's why a lot of them fall flat, I feel like. Um, but alas, no, uh, I think, uh, but I... I mean, it, it makes Elden sense Ring. that Elden Ring won that one just because it's doing something totally unique in the industry, whereas as great as God of War might be, it's doing something that's been done before. It, it's a it's sequel. just doing it at yeah. a, at a high, really high caliber, yeah. but um, Elden Ring is a, you know, it's just its own thing. I feel like and, Elden Ring's true evolution though comes in the open world. Wouldn't you say Mike? Cause it really is just dark souls with a jump button at a certain point. Well, that's what I was going to say. And I was actually wondering if you think that God of War came out earlier in the year, do you think it would have been like, say it came out in June. Do you think it would have been, much more of a contender even i mean it already was but do you think it would have no, been a lot, lot closer? It, no dude because it was obvious from when it came out you know what i mean like 
you can already kind of tell what the discourse is going to be around video games when they come out now. Like, especially big ones like... Like Choo Choo Charles. Like, <laughs> dude, talk about people missing the point of that game. That game got chewed up by IGN. It's like, it's a meme game. It got like, choo-chewed up. Yeah, it got choo-chewed up. Choo-chewed. Um, but I got... I mean, I guess for Elden Ring with it is the entire... It's, it's like Nick said, it's kind of like a new thing. And I totally understand it shouldn't have won or didn't win for best narrative because it's... The whole world is meant to be ambiguous and it's meant to draw like conclusions and kind of figure it out on your own and things to be mysterious. Because like, yeah. um, he was talking about like how he was writing the narrative of it. He used to love to read, I think it was like English books. Um, and he had such a language barrier growing up because he's uh-huh. obviously Japanese that he had to fill in a lot of the actual rest of the story and the like plot for himself. So yeah. he wanted that type of ambiguity it's like, almost like one of those um like choose your own adventure books where you just like jump around not not even not even essentially that but like where you just have to be like i'm not giving you everything on a plate right like yeah. it can be this it can be that and like there's this like you know little detail here that would allude to that but yeah but so i like it from that <laughs> ultimately element. you still gotta lead read pages of lore to get the story in that game Versus, yeah, it being a cinematic experience, yeah. which which I think is kind of cool, is. where it's like everybody has their own experience with the game. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Splatoon three best multiplayer. That fu- <laughs> Mike, I was Mike, shocked. Mike called it. I could not believe that. <laughs> I also love that Nick was like, "Yeah, you're a big Splatoon guy." I've never played a single. The next hour day, of the only the only thing is, is because you're the only person on the show who's ever mentioned it before. The, so the I was like, "Oh yeah, day, Mike likes Splatoon." Doctor Disrespect posts the cover of um, Splatoon three on Twitter and goes, "This game beat COD for best multiplayer." <laughs> Playing this today, like so now he's streaming Switch games on his on yeah. his stream because it won, and he's also he shits on COD this year. A lot. He does not like God this year. Um, best strategy game was Mario Rabbids. Truthfully, I have to believe that's because I did not. I don't think I've seen footage for literally any other game on this list. Yeah. It was do the Dune Spice Wars <clears throat> game, which uh, a woman who that, directed me in a musical once flow. plays a character. In oh that yeah, game. yeah. Huh. Dreams do come true. Total Warhammer, Warhammer three, two point campus, and Victory three. Uh, then best family was Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Best family, Kirby. Uh, Lego Star Wars, Mario Rabbids, Nintendo Switch Sports. I guess there's another one of those. I didn't even know that came out. And then Splatoon 3. Um, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I guess I'll play it. <laughs> we have, we have it. it. Yeah. yeah. Best fighting was Multiverses, which once again, no. I don't know. Any, I, I don't know any other game on here besides for Saifu. So. And then here's the um, the ones we the. Best role playing, Elden Ring, of course. It's an ama- it's it's the best RPG that came out all year. Best action adventure, God of War. It's the best action yep. av- best action adventure game that came out all year. Yep. Your uh your flashlight's on. Oh. No, best I mean, action I meant to do that. Bayonetta three. Best VR Moss Book Two. I don't know what that is. <laughs> best mobile is Marvel Snap. Don't know what that is. I think it's some sort of I've been card getting game. Getting a lot of ads for Marvel Snap. I still it. don't know what it is. Um, either way. Let's get to this one. Best performance with Christopher Judge. Best speech. Best speech. Best. He gave Longest out, speech. My man gave out eight stream decks during that speech. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentionally. Yeah. And it was so funny because he burned so much time that they were rushing through stuff yeah. to catch up at the end. 
Like I was like, damn, yo, get good, good. He should because like, um, everybody's got stressful jobs and everything. Everybody, every, it takes mountains to get a game like God of War, but like, he's the face of the experience. That's a, face. you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's a fade. The Battlestar Galactica. He put face. a lot of money into that face. <laughs> you think so? I think that's he's very plastic surgeryed up. Yeah. See, look at him twenty years ago. Yeah. Are you kidding? His face is entirely he's, sculpted. Yeah. I mean, he what had a very strong about, jaw to begin with, Let's but see. holy shit, is his face made out of plastic these days? Yeah. Wait. Can can you can you do like a if you can I'm find it like side a by before side. and after? I'm looking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Pull him up over here. I um. What's it called? I know he had surgery. Uh, he had surgery. They had to, they had to wait for him because he had to have double hip replacement and his knees replaced. I mean, just look at look at the, look at his jaw. Just, yeah, it's look at the whole second row, second in from the right. This one? No, that's to the left. Second in on the right. This no, one. Keep one more over. Yeah, there you go, my guy. That's what he originally looked like. Uh huh. No. Now look at him on the farthest one on the left on that row. <laughs> I I don't know. It looks like maybe he just got some cheek filler. He's definitely had a lot of work done. Yeah. yeah. His uh, jaw is uh, out to look at that. Uh, his jaw is out to here. Maybe, like, maybe he just had his wisdom teeth pulled or something. Yeah, every day he gets his <laughs> wisdom um, teeth pulled out. Whatever he had the Zac Efron thing where Yeah, exactly. His, your jaw all janked up. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't take away from what an amazing performance he put Yeah, in. it really he's was. A great, he's a great actor. Yeah, he is a great actor. And honestly, um, some of the scenes at the end of that game got me all fucked up. And uh, that only, I, I feel like, don't, like, there's, there's a, you know, there's a cinematography and the music swelling. But if you don't have a good performance in front of you to sell it to you, then you lose yeah. it all. So, you know, good on him. I, I can't believe he was up against um, Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't read the the the, the cards here. Uh, I've never video played a cool. video game, but I like watching my grandchildren play a video <laughs> game. What's what's the song? Uh, Goodwill Hunting. No, no, what's the song he does from the ad? Oh, uh, everybody oh, get a taste of my Dunkachino. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so there is one thing I do want to talk about that I think nobody, I haven't seen a lot of conversation about the Bill um, Clinton kid. I haven't played. <laughs> we'll get to him. You saved the best for last night. Oh yeah. I haven't played uh plague tale Requiem yet. I played like the first three minutes of it. The problem is it sinks all the RGBs in my case. So while I'm playing lights will be flashing. And every, I got to figure out how to disable that. So what I'm doing in the game isn't corresponding with the, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I have been playing Horizon Forbidden West though, and although it is a good game, uh, th uh this was absolutely a filler game, I think. Yeah, and that it shows, and that's why I don't think anyone, uh, why it won anything. Like, uh, it reminds me of a lot of the, um, uh, what's the free running game? Um, series. Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed game. How, like, there's a lot of fillers in but there. It, but it, it, I, I meant literally like this was what do we put in the fifth spot for this category? Oh, I thought you That's meant like the I game. Meant. No, no, no. I'm skipping all the cutscenes, and I, I kind of know what's going on in the story, and like the whole world and lore is cool. But I just like the game. Like they, they made fighting the monsters with the bow and like the robotic T Rexes and everything. 
that's fun. So I'm just making my way through the map, just leveling my character up and fighting bigger and that bigger sounds monsters. Sounds like how Pat plays a video game. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Say, nothing then, new there. And, yeah. But Did, are you are you playing a Plague Tale? Well, I want to, but the the thing, but the thing is, is that I didn't. But like his computer is yelling at him all the time. I, I didn't like. It's this, too green. I didn't like the story in Horizon One, so I'm just skipping it in Horizon Two just to get to the shit that I like. Whereas Plague Tale, I will give it an honest go. You right. know what I mean? Like, Mike, I will, have you played Plague Tale yet? I haven't. It looks like it's on Game I Pass. Mean, I know it's on Game Pass. It looks like one of the games, and it's obviously, not- that I would probably play. But it also kind of reminds me of what was that um, Lord of the Rings game that was like very open world Assassin's Creedy. Oh, Shadow of War. Yeah, it looks like a good mix of like Shadow of War, Dishonored, and it Assassin's is. Creed. Are you no, thinking? Of, I think no, you're thinking of a different even. game. Yeah, you're thinking of something. It's like else, Paper man. Mario. No, <laughs> no, you're you're thinking of Pentiment. <laughs> That's a different game. Of a Plague Tale? Plague Tale is a 3D action adventure game. Like what am God I of thinking of? And yeah. You're thinking of Pentiment. Is that the one where it's like your. The paper, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. All right, well, I thought, uh, you, I thought I'm, that's what I'm, you're talking I'm about. I'm correct, right? Nick's wrong. <laughs> yes. I'm wrong. Oh, hold okay. On. Hold on. You are correct in the fact that you're talking about the right game. But, but, your, but your assessment is but wrong. But your assessment is absolutely couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, so you're saying this game is not like Paper this Mario. game is a sequel to an to an to a Plague Tale whatever the fuck right? But they actually added a combat system in. But it's also shit where it's like you gotta throw a torch and make a uh, uh you know and move the rats out of the way so you can walk by them and like you know you you can't run up and stab this guy. You gotta bonk him on the head or ring a bell or something and distract him and sneak by him. Like yeah. It's that's really most creative. Of Dishonored's gameplay. Okay, yeah, like, but that is not Shadow ex- of War or Assassin's Creed. No, but as in like the like all the sneak and everything else with yes. that. Like I'm looking at like those kind of things where oh. it's like you can optionally choose how to fight shit. Yeah. Every every encounter is like a puzzle, Nick. It's like you know what I mean. Like you, you get can, the little boy with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you throw him into the rats. <laughs> eat him. Feed You're him fine. So um. I think I haven't experienced Plague Tale. I can't tell why it was nominated yet, um, but I can tell you that her Horizon Forbidden West absolutely Just was a place to round where, out. The, yes, was a round out pick, the category. Which, like you know, it's nice to get recognized for your work, but I mean, at the same time, it's just like this is they got a participation every, trophy. This is everything that I wanted Horizon One to be. If they were going that way, you know what I mean? Like that's the. No. They went their own style in open world, and I was like, here's the things I want you to fix if you're going to make that type of game and that type of style, and they fixed that for the sequel, but now I'm playing the sequel, and I'm like, okay, these things work better, and I like it more, but now I'm wishing, like, I wish you guys would have just did this differently. Like, just stick with the shit that works, you know what I mean? Like, it's that type of thing. Yeah. Unlike, like... I'm not sitting there in bewilderment of how this game was developed like Callisto Protocol. I'm actually, well, I guess I enjoyed Callisto too. I don't know. I was abused by Callisto. I don't. Does it you love like, me? You like a little abuse? Yeah, yeah. Does it love me? Does it not? Like, I don't know what it wants. Anyway, let's uh, let's get to the last guy here. I'll pull up a video of him. Um, so. Uh, Nick, you were about to log off of Discord. Dude, the timing was so perfect for this. We're watching the final speech for um, game of the game of the year award, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go to bed. And all of a sudden, from the shadows, a child appears, <laughs> and we both just go, "What the fuck is about to happen?" So, uh, dark spirit has invaded. 
Mike, did you catch this? Have you seen this? I did. I, I had this on in the back, like, because I had topped off because I was trying to finish some work, but I had Mike, my computer Mike topped himself off. <laughs> I was fucking jerking <laughs> off before. I was like, what? Uh, I turned and I looked at the other screen. <laughs> um, so uh, I want you guys to realize before we play this clip, every article that Kotaku has posted about the Game Awards and what happened at night that night they have omitted this guy and you can go check every one of their tweets. I am the first commenter underneath <laughs> saying you forgot about our hero and posting a picture of him. And I almost ratioed Kotaku on one of those. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So that's it. That's the translator. And dude, this is also, let's talk about the fact that this is a major security failure. This man is in stabbing distance of Miyazaki Boy. right now. Yes. Uh, and like, um, thank you so much. Like, if, if God of War Ragnarok came out just a few months earlier, it would have a bigger chance. Didn't we just say that? Nick, didn't you just say yeah. that too? Everybody and say that I think I want to nominate this award to uh, my reformed orthodox rabbi Bill Clinton. Thank you, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, think um, I, think it, I think we're watching a streamer's clip. That's why. Okay, so that's no, that the, was, was that the broadcast? No, that I was not the broadcast. Was, oh, no. So this is so this is the this is the kid right here, right? Apparently, he's been on Infowars a bunch. Um, he's a no. He's like he's this a troll. Is, this is his thing. He's a troll. Uh, Jason Schreier. Um, Formerly of Kotaku, he's a he's a big uh, he's a big party ruiner in the games industry. Uh, they don't like him very much. He did interview this kid, and he did come out and say he's like, yeah, this kid isn't anti-Semitic. He's he's actually he's Jewish because he I, asked him. I mean, a, he sounded like he has an is, Israeli accent. Yeah, he too. asked him a question in Hebrew, and he almost absolutely understood what he was saying, and yeah. then tried to fake that he didn't know what he was saying. Yeah. So like, I mean, it didn't seem like, like an like, anti-Semitic comment. Fucking, yeah. It just seemed like a, he just came he's up with fucking, something stupid yeah, he's, to say. He's a fourteen-year-old troll, and it was and but like if you go back and look at the footage when they call the the names up, you yeah. can see him walking. You I'm see, like, you yeah. see their team. He coming joins, from around the corner and he comes down the center yeah, aisle and he joins there on and nobody says anything to yeah. him and that's the thing is like but he plays it smooth because he like starts patting people on the back and like yeah, like he was yeah. meant to be there and, and he's hugging people he's yeah. taking their hands and like that's the like that's i think that's the best part of the troll is that like he's he sold it that well and it's like you're looking at these people on stage and you're like one of these things is not like the other you know <laughs> <laughs> like and then, I, well, you can see him too, and when he's in the background, like looking to see if he's in on shot. the monitor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love um, but either way, though, I'm glad that it it was just a troll. They was, didn't dude, they didn't so arrest funny. him. They just pulled him off stage. It was really funny. Um, it didn't steal the moment either because the moment was already over. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't. It actually heightened the moment. Yeah, for it me. Actually, yeah, it actually made it. I was like, wow, this this whole two and a half hour event was worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, so all this goes on. They don't arrest him everything. He's just a troll, this shit. But like I said, massive security failure. Oh, yeah. Like, had what if that was just some, like, deranged lunatic that got up there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that. that is not good. And the other thing is that, like, uh, there was someone earlier who was like, oh, it's somebody's kid. It's this. It's like, no, 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 no. That this man... That somebody paid for him to get in there, paid like you know what I mean. Somebody mm -hmm. paid his way Alex for Jones this got him a ticket, yeah, exactly, to get this <laughs> troll to work. Like people, are like he's a son of a developer. He's this or he's that. He's like, no, this was, this was. I think he, I'm glad. I'm glad that Bill Clinton is finally getting some recognition, though. Yeah, he mentioned in uh, somebody mentioned that this kid sent 
him DMs after they played video games together and explained what his plan was to get up there on stage with Miyazaki if he won game of the year. And the guy who received that DM was like, bullshit, bro. And then he actually said, and what do I know? I'm watching the Game Awards, and there he is. There he like, is. <laughs> so that only would have happened in the, like if uh, if Elden Ring won? Like there, He wasn't just going to do it no matter what. He was just like, Elden Ring. I guess. I guess. I guess, you he was know. going to do it regardless. We'll never Come know. On, we'll never, we'll won, never know the timeline where God of War won. And he stabbed Corey Barlog on stage. We'll never see that timeline, you know. We're not, yeah. You know, oh no. You know we're not living with that. So. Um, and then uh, Christopher Judge gives like an eight-minute eulogy. <laughs> oh my God! A chance to speak at the microphone again. I guess somebody has to take it. So uh, somebody call Al Pacino. I will say this: I do like how Christopher Judge gave it up to Sonny, the the kid who played Atreus, because. In one of the interviews that they did for Ragnarok, uh, Christopher Judge said that when they first did, that when they did the first game together, he's like, "I met Sonny, and is a couple years later, and now he's all grown up, and like, he's I think he's like sixteen or seventeen now, and he was like, and as soon as they started doing their first scene together, the first thing he said was that Sonny now had like the ability to read a scene and see it from a million different ways. And like, and he's like, Oh my God, this is a young man who's intelligent now and who has thoughts and feelings about the world. And then he goes, as opposed to the kid I worked with last time that had a million distractions. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, that must've been he rough. Gave him Adderall and now so, he's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, I mean, they obviously have some sort of relationship because Sonny was in some movie with, um, uh, not, Nicole Kidman and somebody else. I forget who. Another big fucking actor. And Christopher Judge like said, oh, you think you big shit now? Like, you're working with bigger people than me. Like, they have a rapport. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that comes through in the game, too. But also, there's something deeper there because he told him on stage, like, hey, remember the things I told you? You know, hire me because one day you'll be. And two, don't be a douchebag because, like, I'm sure he, I mean, there's I don't think it's ever been said outright that he was a dick. But I mean, like, I don't think he was the easiest to work with. Who, the kid or? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Wait, and, so all I got out of that is our Lord and Savior, Nikki Kids, made God of War the game it is today. Didn't you say Nicole Kidman acted with him? What? Yeah, Nicole Kidman. But that, yeah, but that's. The, Liz, Liz just got sidetracked. <laughs> just, yeah. I did. Her train I heard, of thought. I heard Nicole Kidman she was like, heartbreak feels yeah. good in a game like this. Hit that red button <laughs> under the one. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Hit that. <laughs> talking to your mic yeah, yeah there we go uh, <laughs> so yeah i made her mute herself all right so um sorry right, so um it's been how many years pat yeah it's been how many years <laughs> uh, 2001 week 2007 2008. 2008 well when was the hulk 2008 they were both 2008 mm -hmm. oh wow all right so uh well, the hulk movie was also a universal picture so um, they wanted to ride off the coattails of the hype iron man was generating mm -hmm. so um all right 14 so, years 2000 2007's when they formed okay 2008 they put out the first one so we're talking about the mcu everybody so today uh we've been talking about doing it for a long time but we wanted to wait until black panther was out we're gonna rank all 30 of the current MCU movies. We didn't do phase four. I mean, cause there's just no point. And like, 
not everybody watched all the TV shows <laughs> if you could get through them. And um, I think everybody here agrees that just off the bat, the TV shows in general just please, please close that ad out. Well, don't don't hold. I don't think I can. Oh no, it's just giving me yeah. So you I'd got. rather look at that. Yeah, Liz, if you haven't over already, you can cut to the TV. Okay. Um, so um, I guess we're going in alphabetical order. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so I guess we'll start with Ant Man and the Wasp. Well, actually, we probably could pull them out, right? All right, we, all right. I know how they go in order. So if you just right. want to start in order, all right. So we'll yeah, start with the first Iron Man. First I mean, Iron Man. I mean, come I'm on. not going to argue S tier. You can't. You can't. Nope. It is S tier. It is. Mm-hmm. All right. So what was Incredible Hulk? Um, Ooh, solid I, C. I would give it a solid C. I just to give our that's the thing is we got to keep it in perspective to give ourselves room for the other movies. I would drop it down to D. Okay, what Agreed. about you, Burke? Liz? Yeah, bring it down. I haven't even seen this one, so I'm it's okay with D it. it is. I don't think it's a bad movie, but I think like like. Not one of their best. Relative to all the other movies, it's got to be lower bottom yeah, of the barrel. Yeah, the thing you got to remember is that these are still better than 90% right. of the shit but that we're comes talking out. So, relative. Yeah, we're talking relative, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. So then Iron Man 2 is the second one. Where the fuck is the... Um, where is it? Did you say this is alphabetical? It Iron is alphabetical. Man. Oh, there it is right here. All right. Where do we want... Which one? Which one? I would oh, put uh, Iron Rourke. Man 2 I would put this as an A. Really? Really? All right, B. No, I really no, enjoyed this. This is, this is a uh, C. This is a C. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. All right, okay. C. Fine, but I, I just C. for the record, I really enjoyed this one. Okay, I know I, most I, people don't like it, but I think just coming off of Iron Man, when it came out, the first Iron Man in comparison is just so so much less. I really liked Mickey Rourke's villain way better than Obadiah Stark. Stain. Star- Stark. Yeah, Stain. Obadiah Stain. <laughs> um. I think you need to rewatch this because I thought the same as you, and then I rewatched when, it when we were children a couple of years ago, and I was like, "Oh no!" I thought the racetrack scene was fucking awesome. Cool. You know, Elon Musk is in that movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cool. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, the real life Iron Man. <laughs> old Musky. Old Musky. All right. Um, what came after Iron Man? The first Thor. Um, I would put that. F- C or D? Yeah. What I guess that? probably C. I would what say What do you C. think, Burke? Yeah. So, um, God, C or D. I don't have a preference, to be honest. I'd give it a B, but I, I think we got to compromise go and put it C. Yeah. I'd give it a B because think about Ragnarok. I mean, not Ragnarok. Uh, think about Dark World. Dark think, World. About, think about Love and Thunder. Yeah. Because those up, aren't actually. really Ds. Those are more like I just Cs. found like... None of the characters endearing. Uh, like obviously, you have Thor, but he doesn't really become endearing until uh, the Avengers movies. I felt none of the settings, none of the villains are interesting. In that, in that, like, I it's such a forgettable movie. When was the last time you saw it? When it came out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we can. This is subject to change. We can move yeah, it yeah, around yeah. if okay, we need. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll get more on the board. All right. Um. Next is the first Avenger. Captain first America. Avenger, uh, A. I want to give I that give, an A. I would give the first Avenger an A. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the fuck is it? There it is. Yeah. Solid A in my book. Great first outing for Captain America. Mm-hmm. Excellent World War Great II movie. Great characterization of all the characters. Yes. Great. Nobody you get to I, know everybody right off the bat. I feel like nobody's left behind either. Mm-hmm. Like there's like every single plot line in that None movie of those tie off. POWs were left behind. <laughs> Great cliffhanger ending. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right. Then we have, oh, then, then, um, uh, I mean, come on. There's no, it's just top it. Baby. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what comes after that? Oh, Iron Man three. Um, okay. I feel like this. All, I also really enjoyed this one, and when a lot I like of people this one didn't too, like people it, people don't like it. Because, but I mean, it's like you get. It's such a great painting of Tony Stark. Yes, it's like, is it the man or the machine? Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, I how do you feel about it? Because I feel like you and I feel strongly about it. Mike, a character study. It's not mm-hmm. really an action movie. That's the perfect description of it, and I don't know where to put it because of that. I'd give it a B. Like, let's give. Let's put it. I'd in put B. it in a B. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. What's after that? I think Thor the Dark World is next. Yeah. What do we do with this? <laughs> yeah, just throw that at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> where is where the fuck is it? They all get they all move. Uh, uh right there, right there, yeah. I would put yeah, I would I'd put, put it in D. D or E. E. No. It's relative. You guys, I get you guys are saying it's relative, but I also still think the two Thor movies are better than the Incredible Hulk movie. Like, then throw the Incredible Hulk down to E. Uh, okay, I guess, yeah, that works yeah. too. Um, I was about to say, are they on the same level? Actually, yeah, whatever. All right. Um, next is... Winter Soldier, and we know where that's S-tier. going. S tier, S tier, the best Marvel movie ever. I don't care who says otherwise. Go fuck yourself. Oh, that's um, the one that sticks out so vividly to me. Yeah, just like constantly, because all like the time it was like it. how relative. Like Snowden, that shit had just happened, and then this yeah. movie comes out, and it's all about security and information and shit. I would even say reorder them in the S tier, <laughs> so that's first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so then, um, then it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I would say A or B. Yeah, really I strong. Like I'd give one. it an A. I'd give Guardians I would put an it, A. I'd put it in a B. Who right. the fuck is there? Defend it is. yourself. I, yeah, defend I, your I just, position. Like, these movies to me were fun. I just didn't care too much about them, to be honest. And I know it's probably I, a hot. So take. I would disagree. It's like it was the like really revived Marvel. Not that it needed reviving, but it was like in a moment where Marvel could have been just like slumping where phase four is now that could have happened a lot sooner had the guardians not shown up on the scene. So I really think that they like injected new life. 2014. I feel like was where like it had like, like Avengers happen. And then 2013 was kind of like a eh year. Cause it was Thor and Iron Man mm-hmm. three. And then 2014 was winter soldier guardians straight into avengers 2 and ant-man right into civil war yeah. like it was hit upon hit i would give this one an a though i, my, I, th- I think you know mike you if can, you don't feel super strong i would say it deserves a put it up in a okay all right um then next is age of ultron <laughs> um c b? I, I'm okay with B. I think B or C is fair. I don't know. Um, this was actually like one of my first intros into Marvel movies. Yeah? This is like I think this is like what a place the to first, start. This is the first one I think I saw in theaters, um, besides like Andrew Garfield Spider Man, uh, but that doesn't really count. I'd say B, just because of like my nostalgia. Uh, honestly, I think it it deserves to be on the same level as what is it Iron Man two or three that we have there. Three. Yeah. Three. I yeah, think I'd say that's that. yeah. yeah, I'd say they're on the same level as quality. And the other thing is that I feel like Avengers 2 at the time, like a lot of people look back on it and they go, oh, it wasn't that bad. And remember what I said at the time? Because we saw this together. I said, I was like, well, I went and saw it with 
you know who first. And then I saw it with you guys a couple of days later. And before we saw the movie, you asked me what I thought of it. And I said, I think a lot of people are hating on it because half the magic is seeing the team together for the first time. And you just don't have that in this that, one. Right. And yeah. you need a nameless, faceless army for the Avengers to fight. Like, you can't just have one villain. Like, even in the fucking Thanos movies, they snuck a, a nameless, faceless army in there twice. Yeah. So, um, like, so I feel like in retrospect, when you watch this and you and you come down from the hype of, like, oh, Avengers 1 was amazing, Avengers 2 is going to be great, and you realize that, like, oh, this is the norm now, that they're all together... There's some great character moments in this movie. I'd have to rewatch There's that some, one. Like, I still, I still think if it was up to me, I'd put it in C tier. But I'm okay putting I mean, it in B. Even just the the two scenes where they're talking about like who made, um, who made Ultron or whatever, mm-hmm. and the scene where Cap and Tony are going back and forth, and oh yeah, this really Cap's kicks like, off that that storyline. Like, Tony's like, and what happens if we lose? And Cap's like, we'll do that together too. And then that's paid off in Endgame when he's like you said we lose and you weren't there like so that sets up this whole conflict and plot line like that people just gloss over because it wasn't it didn't blow them away like the first one because they killed Ralph Boner yeah they killed Ralph Boner that's right (laughs) um yeah so um then it's the first Ant-Man I honestly I would I would give the I would give solid B like it's no worse or no greater than this. Oh wait, this is the wrong one. This one. No, no, I don't think it's any better or worse than a B. I think that's fine. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. Remember, this these is are, the, this is the these, era yeah. where they were doing nothing but hit after hit. So a lot of these are going to be high ranking. Right. That's fair. Um. So then after Ant Man was Civil War. We're just going yep, straight Civil to the top. The top. We're just going right to the top because there's literally. That was the peak at one point, and it was fucking wild if you were there. Um, Mm -hmm. What came after Civil War? Wait a minute. Did I fuck? Black Panther? Where does that come in? No, did I fuck up here? Did you forget? No, Doctor Strange comes after Civil War. I was going to say. When do do we start getting Spider-Man back, isn't that? That's 2017. That's next year. Um, When when does Black Panther come in? 2018. 2018. So this is Doctor Strange. So listen. I am of the the mindset that Doctor Strange one is the exact same movie as Iron Man one, but the sheen has worn off. So I would give it an A. But I think a big part of uh, the the sheen of Iron Man is Robert Downey Jr.'s charm. It's and also Benedict the fresh Cumberbatch new take. Does not have the same charisma. Yes, I would say this is a B. You give it a B. What I would it? also give it a B. This they like with B. Yeah. Okay. Damn, I was really pulling for you. All right. I know. I walked out of that yeah. movie theater and just, I was like, everyone was like, that was so good. And I was like, it's Magic Iron Man. I was yeah. like, it's yeah. great. It's the same fucking well, that's, guy. That, that's like, that's it. That's why I'm like, it's okay. But yeah, well, that's, like, you didn't that's really that's do why, anything Do you as notice good. that that's why they always pit them together? Like yeah, why, yeah. Tony, why Tony and uh, the Steve Benedict were always together? Cumberbatch as, as an actor and and uh, the fuck is his name uh, in the movie? Um, uh, the, strange. the actor and the character aren't as charming or interesting none of the other characters in the movie are, are as charming or interesting as the other characters surrounding Iron Man it's just like it's the same thing but like but like a bootleg <laughs> Iron Man yeah I think like with his yeah you, you want to like the back alley Iron Man I got over yeah. here <laughs> you, you don't get like the dramatic irony that you get from Iron Man mm-hmm. from Doctor Strange to yeah. the level of like it's compelling enough yeah. yes that makes sense. All right, so 2017. What was the first 2017? Movie? Guardians of the Galaxy 2. 
It was Guardians 2. Um, I like this the same as the first one. Yeah. I like it more than the first one, but I, it obviously doesn't deserve to be S tier. Yeah, I mean, look at the company it keeps if it's in the S tier. Yeah, it doesn't. So, <laughs> but I, I yeah. think yeah. I like two better uh, yeah. than one. Yeah, you can put it in front of it if we're doing... We're not, or we're not doing the like, only the only like reason that, I but. said that for for um, Winter Soldier, which is like it's so clearly, it's so the, best, clearly it the best, it needs one, to yeah. be the first one on this list. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Um, Homecoming. Set, that's right. That would, no, that's far from Homecoming. Is um, I'm stuck. Also, on. I will I will list up. Pat, you is. were doing this from memory, okay. which is way more important. Uh, <laughs> I'd give this an A. Like I give it a B. I think it's a really strong first outing, but oh, that's okay. Uh, what about you, Mike? I don't like remember. I'm not trying to be one of those weirdos on Twitter that's like, but they neutered Spider-Man. But I feel like in this version of Spider-Man, they kind of took away everything that made him special. I I agree with that, but I'm taking it more on like what our usual standard. Yeah. What, what did they accomplish? What they were trying to do? Yes. Yes. And was it fucking awesome to see Spider-Man with you know like. Tony Stark, yeah. you know, like I think they they knocked it out of the park for what they were trying to do. May not have done the or- character origin yeah. justice, but I don't count that against it. Yeah, I count that against uh, the MCU as a whole, not the one movie. Yeah, we'll find uh, somewhere to hate. Mike A or B? B. All right, All right. B it is. Yeah. Liz, you have an Sorry. opinion on Spider Man uh, Homecoming? Not that one. No. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. A. Yeah. Ragnarok. Yeah, I'd give that. Yeah, that was a great movie. It was actually on TV this week. My mom let me know she watched it. <laughs> um, then Black Panther first Black one. Black Panther, yeah. You know, you make this way less impressive that I can remember these off the top of my head if yeah. you're reading them off the list. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll All right. let you know. I'll correct so, you. Truthfully, I'd yeah. put it up here. Yeah. Because The Lion King is one of my all-time favorite movies, and this is just The Lion King in superhero form. And I get so fucking emotional when he is in the afterlife or whatever, and he's telling all the other kings, you're all wrong. Like, he's having his moment. Uh, the first time I watched this, I got bored really early on and stopped watching it, and I watched it this week in preparation to watch Wakanda Forever. You've never seen this before that? I've never seen the whole thing. I, f- I think I stopped watching in the first 25 minutes, the first, wow. ha- first go-around, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I still don't think it rises to S tier. I I give it an A. I don't. I don't. What about you, Burke? It, I you could argue for S tier. I would say it would one million percent comfortably be an A. Like Michael B. Jordan in this is insane. He's like fantastic. just his whole character and the story of where it's like they both want the same thing, but from like a good and bad perspective. He had shit. to max lift three hundred and fifty pounds to have that body. But he doesn't. He doesn't bring the movie to s tier just because he looked fucking no incredible. i think s tier comes from the writing and the performances and you want to talk about writing yeah there's a what are those joke in this movie yeah it was that 2016 it, yeah and it was marvel like memifying like immediately this movie ages poorly. i'm gonna wait no it wasn't 2016 it was 2018 she was 16 why wouldn't she say a what are those joke it was it, like it was so lame dude it was so lame well, I think yeah, like, but the characters one lame, touch. subjectively lame line line doesn't take away from the emotion that's given in this movie. Where did, where did you put Homecoming? Put that as a B. I put that as a B. Yeah. Yeah, I feel home like even in comparison, if you were to put this as an A, I would put Homecoming as a C. Like I would kick that down. Like if you're comparing it to like those kind of things, Nick. 
because I feel oh, like homecoming dude, actually, was very... I, that's that's a fair point. Like uh, the one that really bothers me. I know they make make a bunch of jokes where Peter is like out of touch with like, oh, this is an old. When he goes like that really old movie, it's like no kid would ever say that really old movie. That really, you know, he'd be like, oh, do you ever see that old movie? And then then the Jesus, older Tony, person how would old feel, is this guy? Yeah. I didn't carbon date him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that like those lines are corny. So that, I think that's fair. Um, I still don't back down from my stance that it's an A, but you know it depends. Mike, Liz? what do you, Mike? Um, what, how how which do you one feel? are we talking about? Black right Panther. Now? Black Panther. Okay, back to like they say some like meme things, some like, corny ass shit. Well, you also have to think like they're literally in a bubble, like they're not. So they wouldn't have the what are those joke. <laughs> yeah, this is not a good argument. This is not a good argument. No, is. this is not. It is. You just don't like. This it. is very much like yeah, they're isolated. So then they definitely yeah. wouldn't say that. Okay, well... But it's like we're like, Russia is like 30 years behind on pop culture shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Um, I, I don't have any other real strong ar- arguments rather than like, I wasn't really on the edge of my seat the entire time. There was a lot of moments where I was like, oh... Oh, sh- where like if you're talking about um, Winter Soldier, the whole entire time my asshole was clenched. <laughs> Whereas Black Panther, there was moments mm. where it clenched, a lot of them, but not the whole it's, time. I feel like it's a different type of intensity though. Where Winter Soldier, I feel like it's in your face all the time. We got to keep moving. We're never safe. Where Black Panther is really like the story of like a king and his people and like what he goes through to establish himself and legitimize himself. It's I feel like it's a different type of like intensity. Thor. Yeah, but Thor's more like fish out of water yeah, than yeah, like no. Yeah, they like you know? they fucked up Thor and they were like, This is how we should have done Thor. Yeah. Like I, I, like so, I said, I, I'm not, it's I don't just wanna, Lion King. I don't want to argue this one to, to death. All right. I'm st- taking an A. I Mike, think you guys have won enough, so I'm taking an S on this one. What do you mean? We we've done this objectively. You got you got Spider Man in B. You got Spider Man Homecoming in B. Okay. All right. Well, I, then if we're gonna do it that way, then I would say drop Black Panther to A and drop Spider Man to C, and okay. then we're all then we fair and square. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, dude, was... fucking seeing that in the same tier as <laughs> Iron Man and Thor. Yeah, think about that. Did Fuck. you? All right. Put it back. Put it back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. What came after this? You want me to? I thought, you I thought, want no, to know no, wait, no, no, no. I I know it. Um. It was Black Panther. Oh, then it was Infinity War. Yeah. Yep. Like, obviously, NS S tier. Um, those movies are so fucking good. Yeah. Um, there was something in fall 2018 too. I'm not thinking of. Yes, there was. Um, Ant Man two. Oh Nick no! Yes, it. this was this was July, I think. So Ant-Man this one, I think, is better than the first one. I agree. But I don't want to give it an A. That's fine. Yeah. 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 I I'm not a fan of those like, movies. To be I'm honest, I'm just I'm just I feel like not a, a lot of people like don't what? like it, and I don't understand why. I'm I'm of the mindset that I don't think a movie that with this type of tone can stand up to the right. ones that are in the. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're it's a lot of that. Like you're not going for broke, so I'm not giving you everything. Then you know yeah. what I mean? Like oh, I'm here for a comedy and a good time and like you know lame jokes mm-hmm. and good action scenes. I got that, and that's what they're there for. You know? Yeah, I feel for these movies, they feel dated. They feel like they would have came out. 10 years earlier like if it came out like late the, about the style just of like comedy style the comedy the like type of that seems like more of a per, that's a, a perception thing rather than it doesn't speak to the quality of the movie it speaks to your perception of what the style the genre is yeah but yeah do you agree but that, I but think that, that, that b is fair 
I think I think it's all right. Yeah, I'm uh, again. I'm gonna be like I'm not a huge fan of them, so I'll leave them up to you guys who have more of like a objective oh, opinion. Okay. All right. So then, um, that was it for that year. Pretty yes, sure. it was. So then, 2019. Uh, yeah, we started with this. So listen, I've recently rewatched this. I put it up here. Really? Yeah, because the first time I saw it, truthfully. I don't think I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I watched it on the plane and um, I was able to, it was just me and the screen. So I was able to like really mm-hmm. process everything and like, this is well-written, good character work. There's some lame I thought stuff. Was, I thought for me, it, I, it felt very surface level and just catering to like, uh, Oh, don't know. get me wrong. The marketing is very much like that. And I feel like surface. Do you level, think I would, I, we were both kind yes, of like, I feel like surface level. It is like that. And there are those moments where it's like, why do you think they call it a cockpit or stuff like that? But even then it's like, um, you like when, when, uh, when you watch the movie, you see every single moment, like every moment, someone's just doubting her for like one reason or another. And, the reason they're doubting her is because either she doesn't have her memory or she doesn't know who she is or she's been missing for six years or she's this. You know what I mean? Like there's legitimate reasons, but I feel like the way that they frame the marketing mm-hmm. to sell it, you know what I mean? Upon rewatching this though, a lot of great moments, a lot of good action. Ben Mendelsohn and Sam Jackson are great in this the movie. The one thing I'll say yes. is just to yep. kind of like to say my point is I felt like a lot of the girl power stuff was just surface level and didn't actually deliver on yeah. the promise of it's like, this is a girl power movie. It just, Hey girls come and watch this movie. Cause we said that it is, and it didn't deliver on. That. Right. I don't Do think it actually does the girl. I don't power think thing? it does the girl power thing. I think it does. But it makes a lot of jokes and references to right. it. I think it that frames, are shallow. I think the marketing frames it like that. Truthfully, yeah. I think also a lot of the references too. But but when you watch the movie yeah. though, all the characters, I, I think argue, all the character moments make sense. Like, I would say B is a more because again, it has to be like relative. But I think B would be a more fair all spot. Right, we'll to give put it, it a B. Okay. Well, I, I think, I think B. Yeah, kind of like what you said, Pat. Like the narrative kind of like is. A little bit here and there but like i think she really as a character like she destroyed it in this well movie, truthfully so. i think her performance is the worst one in the movie movie and i've said that since it came out i think she's gotten better as captain marvel and we won't know for sure until the marvels comes out but her in the movie amongst the other actors she's clearly the weakest I th- the but she thing- has to like go through like the whole memory and everything so it's like no, you can't dude, have she's a very just strong fucking, character no, dude, she's just angry and doesn't understand what's going on for the first half of the movie and then the second half of the movie it's all of a sudden like she her emotions instead of the gradual climb you know until like you know how batman's walking around clueless for the first half of like um the Batman, I couldn't remember what the fuck the name of the movie was. Um, but then he slowly pieces it together in Act 2, and then by Act 3, he figures it all out. He fig- like The whole mystery is like unravels to him and said that with one piece, he was missing everything, right? Well, that's a better movie. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> I realize that. I realize that. But I mean, like from a performance standpoint, like Robert Pattinson, like you can really see the gear is turning. Even through his eyes, you can see the gear is turning in his head throughout the movie. Well, this is a Marvel where, movie. I think it's, yeah, I think it's where different. I feel like her in this where it's she's supposed to be recovering this mystery of her life and where she's been for the si- last six years i felt like her performance was i'm angry and no one understands why i'm angry for the first half of the movie and then the second half of the movie when the plot just, isn't even just, fully revealed it yet flips. it just flips like i'm superhero captain marvel now that and like not from a writing angle from a performance angle where she was performing all of this material like she already knew like the character already knew what the end was going to be 
You know what I mean? For me, and, it's and that's, and I, that's a hard thing to do for sure. So for me, the other thing, and I know this goes against what I said about Spider-Man, but what breaks it for me is just how overpowered uh, she is within the universe. Mm -hmm. Like that, like to me, breaks the logic of the whole greater Marvel universe and how after this movie, they literally send her out into fucking space because <laughs> they're like, we fucked up and made her too powerful. So that right. like for me drops the movie down for how I perceive it because it was a misstep in the whole MCU. Mm. But I don't, we can't take that away from the whole um, film. It's from the, the film itself. Uh, you know, you know what the they're framing the next one as with the Marvels. You know what the the plot of that is? Are they taking some of her powers away? Every time one of the three of them uses their powers, they switch places. Okay. What? So uh, it's like her. So that's their way to get rid Monica of her. Monica Rambo <laughs> and um. Uh, that feels uh, and Kamala Beta. Khan. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. Uh, they're um. They all uh when they use their powers, they trade places. That just seems like a convenient way to get rid of. Captain of, Marvel. Like, yeah. What if she tries Instead to of, fly in space and she accidentally transports Kamala Khan out? To, you yeah. Know, like, yeah. Well, and then she it's, dies. It's going to be convenient quickly in the in the short term, but in the long term, they're going to be like, this is fucking annoying. They'll figure out some sort yeah. of, you know, the dial some of destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll call up destiny. All right. What's next? Um, long way home. It, oh. S yep. yep. Gonna, <laughs> yes. Oh no! Wait, uh, no, 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 no. there you go. That's right. Yep. Now, this is this is end game for <sighs> all y'all. No. Um, end, end game is S tier. I'm putting it at A. This one Far is undoubtedly better than the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody shits on it. Yeah. People say this is the worst Spider-Man movie on Twitter. I'm like, There's really? No fucking way. No. The dude, the Mysterio sequences in this movie alone are absolutely incredible, and the way he stops the villain is fucking awesome. Where Mysterio does the thing and he has to close his eyes and use his spider sense to find mm -hmm. out where all the drones it's very are spider-man right yeah. but at the very end just when you think it's over and he's about to give up you see him just grab something behind him and then jake gyllenhaal comes in the frame and it turns out all this shit all that shit was fake was too trick. yeah it was that, that i remember seeing yeah. that blew me away i was like this is the best use of spider-man spider sense ever in any and he gets hit by movies. a train he does yeah. he does which you know would turn any normal human into pink mist, but not Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a great, it's a great portrayal of like young Spider-Man, like how he should be kind of like not knowing everything yet. Yeah. It's a good villain that yeah, is not dude. like a Mike, cataclysmic world ender. That's a great point. The fact that he was kind of like taken in and taken advantage of by somebody older and wiser than him who deceived him intentionally because he's a kid. Yeah. That's and a good point. Also, it's a good like kind of, like flip between that and Tony Stark, you see like what that yep. could have done, and, and so also it's a good dichotomy. It also establishes the um, the relationship between Talos and um, Nick Fury on a larger level because how many years has Talos just been taking the place of Nick Fury, and you know what I mean, mm -hmm. and doing mission debriefs and everything? Because Nick Fury is out in fucking cyber, uh, not cyber, out in uh, space, beach space, or whatever, yeah. you know. Um. So yeah, I like this one. People say that it, they don't that they think this is the worst one. Uh, horseshit! This is obviously the best. This is my favorite. Right, I added the first two. Yeah, because remember, there's another one in here that is that that uh. <laughs> all right, now we're entering phase four. Oh boy! All right, so, so we had like six television shows. You notice, that we're you not notice how like, 
a lot of it's stacked. It's very top, top heavy. It's not going to be it's for It's not going to be that way. Yeah. Okay. So Black Widow, I'm just going to go ahead yeah. and put it right at a C. I'd say it's really? I Because here's the deal, man. You got Eternals on this list and you got Thor, Love and Thunder. So like. It, this is a D for me. That movie didn't need to happen. And I didn't give two shits about it. I would also put it as a D, I think. Really? All right. Let me, wait, all right, let's let's, let's talk I'll put it, it as a day. What are in. what are the positive traits about this movie? It's like the Winter Soldier. No, it's it's like <laughs> it's the Winter Soldier. The if plot you just, from like, the Winter Soldier. And what there's way? like it, all the same elements from the Winter Soldier are the same elements they cooked with this one, but it doesn't have the same politically I will charged overtones. The family elements were funny and fun, and I liked all the act. You know, Rachel Weisz and David Harbour and Florence Pugh were all really great. But the story was kind of lame. Lame. Uh, the Harvey Weinstein thing kind of didn't work for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the where she broke her nose kind of sucked. She no longer smell, which like yeah. I get in a superhero world would make sense, but also at that moment I was just like, ooh, okay. Um, I don't know because you know I she can't. also just head. They they, they started and ended Taskmaster Taskmaster so unceremoniously, like was just such such a nothing of a villain in the yeah. movie. Yes, yeah, there was no. I didn't um, care from an emotional impact, and just visually, this movie was garbage. So I know they were working between like COVID stuff, but oh my god! So I think um, for me on this movie, I think the thing that doesn't work the most is the themes. How they try to do like this world, this thing where it's like, this guy's like, we have an unlimited supply of little girls all yeah. over the world. But like, that's really weird. I think the family dynamic and them being like Soviet spies is really cool. That um, was, yeah, the I opening think, sequence was yeah, a lot of fun. I think it's an interesting exploration of like trauma bonding and like sticking to what you know versus going against the devil you don't know. Because like, she know they all know that they're not really family. But they feel like a family, so that's why they have that dinner scene. Um, I think yeah, but the if you're going to do that, the, like, all of the Civil done. War <laughs> is so much better. I think the action sequences are really good, especially for, like, bombs and bullets and spies. I think that's good for Marvel. Um, I really love the idea of the Red Room being in the sky and all that shit. And I fucking love when they blow that place up and they're all riding different like debris down and David Arbor's out of his crazy fucking Russian mind, like drinking vodka and riding a helicopter. That's where it got a little for me. I was like, I I thought it was just like too over the top. Yeah. That explosion sequence. So I all that shit. Did it for me. What really didn't do it for me was the Themes. with a weird theme where they were just like they tr- like the whole the whole idea of female spies being these like seductive like succubuses or whatever is like that's not a new thing. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's weird that Marvel tried to make it like this really specific avenue of like. Of like, oh yeah, there's all these little girls around the world that we can just take and we can abuse and make them do what we want them to do and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, but that's not a like that's accepted lore in like spy canon. So like to do this weird, th- I don't know, it just felt weird I mean, at the that, end. Like I know I I don't like really watch that agree movie Red that. Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence, which is basically the same thing as the Black Widow movie, but done better. but more of like a spy thriller, and it's 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 that same theme but done well. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just a weird thing right, to throw so in. So you're putting well, like, it in C. Wait, wait, wait. But like with that, 
why is this a Marvel movie then? Like, it doesn't need to be a Marvel movie. It doesn't contribute to anything in that like, type say, of universe. Mike, what I would say oh, that it's is, also like five years too late. That's the other that, problem That's I have the with big it, thing. Yeah. But yeah. also, Mike, you have a character, Black Widow, who, you know, is a spy and was trained, like, taken from her family and trained as... That's why it exists in the Marvel Universe, because it exists in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. I, I Which is a bad thing. Mike, <laughs> like, that's Mike, a bad justification. But that's the thing. It's like... I understand, you know, like if you were to say that, but yeah, like this is a comic accurate. Here, yeah. This is like a, a character that was from the comic lore. Yeah. Also, let's sure. not sit here and Why pretend is there that an, Black, uh, an archer. In, let's let's not sit here and pretend that Black fair. Widow doesn't deserve a fucking movie. This movie came five years too yes. late, though, and we already know what the end of her story is. That's why I always feel like when you do prequels before somebody dies, it's always like you know you know the ending already. Yeah. You know. Right. So I don't know. I just kind of feel like. That's that, kind of you. I mean, I, I I'm just looking at. So I guess the last question is: We have Iron Man two, or is that three? I keep forgetting. I would say this is what, better than what is it? What is it on par with? Uh, what do we have in C so far? Is that Iron Man? Two Iron or Man three, three and, and Thor, Thor. Which one? The original? Yeah. I I would say it's definitely not worse than the original Thor. Yeah, but I it. Would, and I would I'd say, say I liked it better than Thor: The Dark World. Okay, so it goes on. So C. I would put it in C. Okay. All right. All right. Next is that we, fair, Mike? That's fine. Next we have Shang Chi. Um, I would give this an A. I really like this movie. I like this movie a lot. Yeah. If you, this is the only remember, this is like, the only Phase Four movie that I've rewatched. I again, for me, it was like the writing. I really thought was like so memey and like corny and didn't. And I know it's like a fun Marvel action movie. I would give it a B. I don't think it rises to the same level. Um, uh, I was trying to like what else is in there? Where do we have Spider-Man One? Spider-Man One's in B. If you're gonna put Spider-Man One in B, I think Shang Chi should definitely not be in A. I think this is a better movie than Spider-Man One. I, I agree disagree, with, disagree that. with that, but I, I'm but like looking at the rest of everything in A, it's kind of. It's hard to put it in it there. Definitely but I really, if you go back, I love this movie. I'd say I would put it on the same level as the first Avenger. It's a great you, introduction to the character. It shows us a side of the MCU we've never seen before. There's a mystic side now, too, that they're introducing. Uh, there's like, I really love all of the action in that movie. I love Simu, uh, Simu Liu in the role. I love the cast. Michelle Yeoh is great as well. The scene where they're dance fighting and falling in love is absolutely incredible in camera wire work. Not to mention all the stunt work done by the cast. The only thing that kills that movie the final battle. is fucking Aquafina. She is the worst, the most <laughs> annoying part oh, of that mean, movie. So you mean about seventy-five to eighty percent of the movie? <laughs> every scene she's not in is. So you mean about twenty every to scene twenty-five percent? Every of the scene movie? that she's in is like, like here, you know. Um, uh, and I, I don't think it rises to the same level as anything on. That the being A-tier. said, her character I think has a great message at the end of the movie. Where they hand her the quiver and the arrows, and she says, "I don't know how to fire a bow." And she says, "Well, you'll never hit anything if you don't try and shoot." And I was just like, "That's a lot of people need to hear that." <laughs> shoot your shot. So, uh, all right, what else do we have in B? We have Iron Man Two, Age of Ultron. It's no, we have Iron Man. Th- this Iron, is Man Iron Man Three, Two. Sorry, this is I Iron can't Man get those straight. We have Age of Ultron, Ant Man. Yeah, I I would put Shang Chi above all of these movies. I would, it's better than Doctor Strange, hundred percent. Yeah, all right, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I don't. Th- I think Ant Man. It's on the same level as Ant Man, but better than Doctor Strange. Maybe next time we should rank them. <laughs> anyway, yeah. 
all right uh i'll just do us all a favor and I'm just <laughs> no pat i'm gonna argue uh for for audiences listening uh, uh that's the eternals going at the very bottom yes because there's no reason that there's no reason to what rehash up? like it's just that movie wasn't a part of the plan they they we now learn that they had a content quota and that chloe Zhao pitched this movie to kevin feige and he was like sure let's whatever yeah whatever and it's clear that she was out of her depth like it's how why, why would they ever green light a movie with 10 ensemble characters and be like yeah it'll be fine yeah they really could have i they could i know they did kind of put characters some characters together and got rid of some they could have even thinned it down oh more. yeah oh yeah yeah, across like time. Also, the there's like well. also there's like, like it's not gonna go. <laughs> there's also one character who's just like I don't believe in violence and just pieces out yeah, during the final battle. The yeah, exactly. Forty five percent of the movie, and yeah. then he comes back later and he's like, "Oh, I hope you guys aren't mad at me that I pissed off her a bit." Um, all right, a thousand years. Uh, no way home. It's we're just gonna go ahead and throw that up here. Mm. I absolutely would put this as no, yes. It's got no. so many like flaws. Uh, I had so much fucking fun with this movie, but it's got too many flaws to be S. I want to know what the flaws are though. Uh, how about Doctor Strange just dude, just just like come on. not acting like the come character on. he should? Come on, dude. Doctor Strange is an arrogant piece of shit. Of course, he thought he could literally wipe the minds of people on the planet and thought it wouldn't be a big deal. But like literally, they they made him like just not even try at all and just like do whatever just to make the movie plot work. But why would he try? You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, the whole part was like, wait a minute, you didn't even try to call your advisor or whatever to like, ex like plead your case. He had already assumed Peter was smart enough to do that. Peter wouldn't be smart enough to do that. Okay. Like, and but even this is, then. That's Peter. Yeah. Mike, where do you well, yeah, weigh in on this? It's, it's, like, it's a comedy of errors across everybody. That's the thing. Like, like it's, it's not, that thing. And yeah. that's the point. But it also makes sense. Like, Doctor Strange would be like, yeah, no problem. But even, even though, he, like, the whole thing is premised on him, like, oh, I did a bad spell. Like, he's... But it's all so it's not even about, like, him, like, making the decision to help out Peter. It's about him doing a spell like he didn't even think about. He just like, yeah, whatever. I just whip this up and not like he. Would. Why would he though? Have you he's, seen yeah, the first Doctor Strange? He, he literally did gets so told, fucked up where it like literally broke the space time. Dude, continuum. He got told That's in the him. first movie not to fuck with time, and all he does the rest of the movie is fuck with time. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the way he defeats the villain in the first Doctor Strange movie is by breaking time and creating a loop. And they're there for thousands of years. Because he knows that. better. Well, because he, he's in, outsmarted. Well, yeah, by breaking the rules. But this, he didn't break. He like the rule is breaking, don't fuck with time. It was he broke him the just rules. doing something just so like so in character. Like I totally disagree with you. Hundred percent in character. Mike, of course, are, do Dr. you Strange. agree that this is S, or do you agree with me that it's A? Think about the feelings. I, no, no, no. Let, him, let, let Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Do I think it was a perfect movie? Like I think Winter Soldier was, like like Endgame was. It was not a perfect movie. I'd put it up there with. There that. was a I, lot it, of suspension of disbelief. If there's one Spider-Man movie that keeps the company of the Avengers films, especially Endgame, Winter Soldier, and Infinity Mike, War, I haven't heard a letter from you yet. I, it's ass, Nick. I'm sorry. Like, I'm fine if I'm the odd man think, out here. I'm just not going to let Pat steamroll me. No, that's okay. I think it was like Spider-Man 2. They really figured out how he's going to be like existing. And this was just like nail in the coffin of how like we're going with that. And 
the character development for the rest of other people, like Pat's also, saying. Also, you guys. It's like, this is just them. Think about like, the premise perfectly. of this. If this was supposed to be nothing but nostalgia, nostalgia, this could have been a million times worse. They found a way to make the villains and the other two Spider-Man jump universes that made sense and that fit with all of their characters for solid plot resolution that moved our MCU Spider-Man's character way into the future. But they brought it Venom in, though. So I mean, for like 20 seconds, yeah. Yeah. For and That's got to deduct some points. <laughs> no, if, you, if you turn it off on the credits, start, you, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you never get to that part of the movie, does it really ever happen? No, no, no. So, um, so that's my whole thing, is that like, this dude... They could have just backed a fucking dumb truck of bullshit up to this studio and been like, here's the next Spider-Man movie. Just nostalgia out the ass and nobody cares. But it wasn't. It was so much better than that. It was so much better. I want to watch it right now just talking about it. Fuck That's this. Fine. We're going home. No. <laughs> That's fine. It's I, I'll allow it. Damn. All right. I didn't think Spider-Man would be the one. All right. Now here come the... These are the three heavy Here hitters. Here comes the boom, ready yeah. or not. <laughs> okay, so... um, What is that one? What am I looking at? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'd give Wanda this a B. Vision. I'd also give it a B. I'd yep, give it a give. That's an easy B. That's an easy B, yeah. WandaVision Season 2. <laughs> uh, Thor, <laughs> Love oof, and Thunder. Oof, uh, oof. That's a D. That's, that's, that's going to be a D for me, dog. That's so a D. I hate it more. Well, if we put it in D, then I'm going to say we should probably bring Black Widow down to D as well. Dude, this movie sucks. I'm sorry. Black like, Widow is not better than Thor: Love and Thunder. So then you put it. Okay. Well, here's the no, thing. no. I'd, I, pu- I'd put them on the same. I'd, I okay. I'd bring Black Let's Widow. Let's deal down. with the the issue of uh, a tale of two Thors right now. Tale of two. Thors. I think that this Love and Thunder is better than the All Dark right, World. Bring Dark World down to okay. E with Edward. And then you want to put this one here. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Mike, you're cool with that. Yeah. All right. I think I, but only it only gets a D because we there's so much time in between those two movies that they it would have been inexcusable for it to be the same level. Yeah, I agree. All right, I'd give it an A. I'd give it an S. You'd give it an S. I really thought it was like so perfectly constructed to deal with the loss of Chadwick Boseman introducing a, a a real high stakes villain in a without it being like intergalactic you know yeah. it was like a real threat um the the like his reasoning and rationale was a great commentary on like politics and geopolitics and shit that we're dealing with now yeah. where it's like we have to strike first before they attack us um i like all like everything worked in this movie for me um for listeners wakanda forever burke what about you it's not as good as the first Black Panther. Like I wouldn't put it S tier the same as it. It's good. Wait, Nick. Wait, wait, wait. Like I think they Mike, did a good. We're not saying that they're that they're equal. They get the equal score, but I'm saying like no. it, it it falls somewhere between like 95 and 100. percent It's an A for me. Like don't like I enjoyed it. Like I mean I. It did a good job. What what it I'm just gonna, was not as com- like it wasn't nearly as compelling. I I would say if you're gonna put Spider Man No Way Home in S, this also belongs in S. I I'm just saying. I firmly disagree. I didn't watch all Spider Man and wish that somebody else was Dude, there. Dude, what about <laughs> when, when what about when fucking um 
Wait, are you talking about Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, okay. So fucking uh, Tom Holland didn't drop dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, dude, when when so we didn't get a chance to talk to about this, Mike and I were gone for the Wakanda Forever episode. When she goes to the, the uh, what's it called, the Eternal Plane or whatever, mm-hmm. and sees fucking uh, Michael B. Jordan, I lost my goddamn mind. That yeah. was so awesome. Our theater lost their shit, too. I, w- of course I felt the same her. way as when Tobey Maguire showed, or uh, when uh, other Spider-Man showed up, <laughs> uh, where it was no, like, holy uh, shit. No, no. It's not the same. <laughs> unacceptable. It was, it, unacceptable. Uh, that kind of sentiment, I would say not the same. Spider-Man is more spectacle. This is more emotionally impactful by far. But and if we're going by the same rules that you said, if it's about what you're bringing to the table, Wakanda Forever is bringing a whole lot more emotional stakes to the table than, than Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. It's not playing on the same I, field. Okay. I would agree with that. However, I think Spider-Man No Way Home is a better movie than Wakanda Forever. And I like I, Wakanda Forever, and I think Wakanda Forever is a great movie. Let's just let's say yeah. that, like let's get that what, out of the way first. All right, so let me ask you this. What didn't work for you other than we, we before we started the episode we were talking about how like the plot resolution was a little weak. Kind of lame. Um, but I would only call it a little weak. I wouldn't say that it was bad. I would say it's like it could have used a little bit more. I think they kind of ran out of time. I'll put it like this. I think there was a more obvious choice to pass Black Panther off to somebody else uh, on the on the team. And I also think the post-credit scene's kind of fucking weird too for like implications with the MCU, like what that means going forward. That was that was weird, but kind of weird. All right, well what about um, Venom? As, <laughs> bro, I you, I have never sat think, here and made excuses for I Venom. I think baby okay? T'Challa is equally okay. as awkward as Venom. <laughs> yes. Um uh and I mean like can I go back I to just, your like other I point said, about I just the feel handing like, it off? I just feel like the handing it off was like there was a more obvious person, I think, to give it to, number one. And number- but, but I want to address that before okay. we move on to your next okay, point. Okay, go ahead. What I think is fucking awesome, though, is that they they passed it off to Shuri, but at the same time left the door open for them to immediately move yes, on to yes. another Black Panther. Yes, they did. Which is like, I'm so thankful they left that door um, open. So they accomplished, like, they, they gave her, like, a satisfying story, but also, like, did it in a way that's like, now we're stuck with Letitia Wright forever. I just kind of felt like we were missing something the entire time, and maybe that was the point, you know? But ultimately, yeah. I felt like that was... The, it doesn't make any... what like I'm still seeing an objectively good movie, but I just felt like it was missing something. And what is that? Chadwick Boseman? Yes. Dude, that, that's... You can't... But it's not just, it's not just him on screen. It's his essence. It's his spirit. It's his... You know, it's his swagger, so to speak. You know? Okay. Like, I just... I Literally, the whole movie was like about Black grief first, dealing with the lack of Chadwick that. Boseman. That's why I said, like, maybe it's supposed to be like that, and that might be why I'm turned off from that aspect of the movie. You know I think I mean? you're going to you're gonna have a Captain but, Marvel uh, moment but, a year or two from now and say, holy shit, Tanak I missed Wartha the point. is great as Namor. I'm not going to die. He's a great He's villain, too. Awesome. He's a great villain, too. I think all of the characters... I mean... We could have used more Mbako. Uh, oh, we could I, have used more. Uh, I think he was used Nakia. I I think um I think Riri Williams was just kind of like, what is Riri Williams doing selling fucking the only vibranium magnet in the world to an arms dealer? Like, uh, do you get what I'm saying? Like, there's these there some her yeah. contrivances. Her, you her mean like Spider Man No Way her Home? Her stuff was Some really convenient in. plot contrivances. Like what? 
like the whole the spell that brought in other villains but from other universes. That's the plot that's of the plot movie. Contrivance. That's not so that's is not Riri like Williams the as, whole movie hinges on that though. Not Riri Williams showing up. Like I I like the way that they they brought her into the universe in an organic way rather than her just showing up out of yeah, nowhere. Uh, Although it was the Power Rangers design suit was kind of weird too. The, the suit was weird, and also the Midnight Angel suit oh, was those ugly look bad. as fuck. Those look but they so did bad. call that out in the movie. Uh, so hold on, hold on. Was it interesting that Ironheart gets the same origin story as Spider-Man, where it's like super genius kid plucked out of yep, obscurity yep. and becomes the next Iron Man? Um. There's, there's, there's that, and then there's another scene in that movie where she goes on. Oh, where they fire um Okoye from the Dormelage, and she, and Angela Bassett's like talking about how um she betrayed the crown or whatever. But it's like no, she's sworn to protect the throne no matter who sits on it. That's what they said in the first one. So but I she's feel broken. Like, I feel like her pulling that up now. And then I even said it with Dylan. We have a clip about it. Is that it really felt like a, you know, not, now we're only on the subject. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, I felt like, all right, if that was a bigger issue, because, you know, it, like, it, it that didn't make sense for her, for her, them to get rid of her. You know what I mean? Like, those, I those types of moments. It was a mom having an emotional moment. But we're not yeah, here. But we're not here to litigate yeah. the the, the either way, minute to minute. Either of, way, though, I think I think if you guys think it's an A tier movie, that's fine. I disagree. I think it's S tier. All right, so you guys want to rank them left to right? Which one belongs? I, say, I, I think we're done because we need to talk about Pinocchio. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll just Pinocchio. Go, I'll go ahead and I'll uh, screenshot this and we'll post. All right, this on so socials. here's our. Marvel ranking. So this is our official tier list. Now uh, don't get, don't get the just pull it over to the mm. farthest movie. I, we don't want the gears in there. Okay. Just cut out Eternals. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, look, it's a perfect square. How nice. I can't see the the edges, but whatever. Um. Yeah, next time we do this, next time there's a batch of them that comes out, we should rank them instead of tier because ranking them, I feel like we can move them around. Yeah, as to I like agree. what, like what is better than this one? What is? I this feel when we get into actually ranking them, it's going to be a whole hell of a lot harder. Whereas at least yeah. it's like we can put it into a bracket and it, like, all right, fine, a tier. We could do a bracket too. Oh, like uh, we can, you can set up a Photoshop bracket and go head to head. The that's kind of fun. That we could do that too. That's a whole episode though. But all right, so you want to move on to Pinocchio? Let's now? move on. Okay. So, um, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> setting that up. So, um, we watched uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio on Netflix, or as I call it, uh, Pinocchio Prime. Pinocchio Prime. <laughs> and um. Uh, you want to do non-spoiler spoiler? I think it calls for non-spoiler spoiler. Okay. Um, you want to start? I was thoroughly impressed with this movie. I thought it was emotionally satisfying. I thought all the performances were outstanding. And I thought it delivered on what the themes of Pinocchio are supposed to be, unlike the Disney reboot that just totally undermined the, the themes of the whole fucking story. This was great. I and of course, like Guillermo de Toro, um, it's the uh, Jim Henson studio that did the st stop motion animation. Mm -hmm. And who did the score? Um, it's uh, the same guy who works with um, uh, uh, Wes Anderson on all like the Wes Anderson movies. Mm -hmm. 
So obviously, like I've I got a soft spot for Wes Anderson, so it was very Wes Anderson in a lot of of the movie. Okay, uh, Burke, what about you? Uh, like super similar to most of what Nick said, I think the strongest point and like its best argument for this movie is Guillermo del Toro's direction of it. You get so many cool things in his like universe that it comes out of a lot of like the underlying themes and other his movies like it's got a lot of pan's labyrinth type things there's a lot of like social commentary about like war actually being impactful in this one and how he kind of like uses that as a red thread throughout the rest of his movies there's cool elements in it about death and about like yeah. you know obviously like death rebirth what it means to be dead what it means to what it means be alive. to be alive like yeah and in ways that are not just like yeah i'm a real boy and i'm a little like bitch and then i turn into a donkey i'm a little bitch like, <laughs> like i i thought it was great i really liked the actual narrative element of the film how it was told through you know Jiminy Cricket in that kind of way, or not Jiminy Cricket, Sebastian J. Cricket, and it, it, like they also get rid of a, a lot of the weird pot, plot contrivances and how do we get from point A to point B. The story had such a beautiful flow, and it like it made sense of how how we got to every single point in the movie. Yeah, the only criticism that I have for it in that way is I did feel that it meandered a bit. Um, okay, like Towards I. The I end. The, the thing is, like, how it got there, yeah, not everything was just kind of like, oh, shit, then this happened. Like, it did have a very linear thread throughout everything in a way that worked well. I think it could have been a little bit shorter, to be That's honest. That's fine. I'd give it a 9 and, out of 10. And then just last point, there were random songs in it. I loved all the songs. I thought they were a million times better than any of the music in the Disney one. It was, it's interesting, but I was kind of like, I don't need you to do that. I think I felt a lot of the music added into it was because they were like, well, I have to do it's a Pinocchio. little like homage to the Disney shit. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's cut to Pat. He's got, yep. I can see his face. Chewing on his tongue. All you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that looks like shit. Come on. Um, I was bored to fucking tears during this. Suck my dick. <laughs> I was <Comedy>. bored <laughs> to fucking tears. I was like, it's Pinocchio. And we went from point A to point. I fucking hated every new song. I was like, these aren't the songs I know. I was like, get the fuck out of here Dude. with this. Um, go take your nostalgia. Uh, go to go. I think the jerk direction to your Pinocchio. I think. This, I think. I, I just want you to know. I'll tell you the story later. Actually, we'll do it off air. Um, oh, the, at the time you actually jerked off to Pinocchio. No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, I watched this and was like, "Holy Smokio! This is not Pinocchio." No, I mean, listen. I think there's moments of, at least in my opinion, I think that there's moments of greatness. Um, I think the animation is incredible. I think the cinematography is really great. The effects are fucking unreal. Um, like everything technically about this movie, I think is great. Everything else that was bored as fuck. I was like, okay, Ewan McGregor's really good as I think he's just called the cricket. Sebastian J. Sebastian J. Cricket. And then, uh, Oh, blow me. <laughs> um, Jim, Geppetto looked like this weird Santa Claus looking fucking guy. Oh, man. Pinocchio was... Looked like an old Italian somehow man. Somehow <laughs> Pinocchio 
was more annoying in this one than he was in the in the Disney remake. And I That's thought that the was the point. I thought that yeah. was the fucking bar. Dude, all right. So no, no, I no. think we get I thought Pinocchio was naive in the Disney remake. In this one, I thought he's just he, fucking stupid. This, this is, is how a, this he would is act. An inanimate object brought to life with no knowledge of anything in society. Yeah, but there's a suspension of disbelief there, okay? He doesn't have to keep asking fucking questions. How does he even know how to talk? That's the suspension of disbelief. Okay, that's okay. So where's it start and where's it end? And that's kind of my point. Hey Pat, you're fine with the wooden boy coming to life, yeah. but him knowing what or not knowing what a chamber pot is, but he can sing, is where you draw the line. No, I mean like it's kind of my. I guess my my overall point is just that the point like is it's you just, have no taste. It's just kind of like <laughs> I don't know, fucking like slow and weird, and he's annoying. And I, I I think that's the thing is it's like it's just not your style in general, and this is very much. I'm into creepy Guillermo del Toro stuff and Wes Anderson style stop motion animation. So this is like right down the middle for but me. I, I loved Isle of Dogs. That I mean, I love Guillermo del Toro. Like. But all right, so let's get into spo- uh, first. I I want to get into spoilers, but I want to say I, I give it this like a nine point five out of ten. Okay, uh, Mike, would you give what score would you give this? Give it like an eight seven five nine. We'll eight call it a. We'll call okay, it a you nine. want to try again? Like, <laughs> we'll give that a I nine. I give it an eight Mike. and a half. Okay. Uh, and Pat, I don't care what your score is. Um, I'd give it like a six. I don't think we're gonna round down to your score because that's just bullshit. No, it's not horseshit. I, I was fucking. I like I said, I gave it an honest go. You see, and I was six? bored. I I actually a checked. Six and a half. I checked to see how long we were in because I thought we had been going for like an hour or so already, and it was only twenty seven minutes had gone by. Uh, like, that's just oh, on you, dude. The grief. first half hour of the movie. Like, um, so, uh, I, you know, like the whole prologue with his his real boy son, Carlo. No, I like. I did like that though. So great to set up the character and like we got it was alluded to in the Disney reboot this no, past year. No, that kid got fucking bombed, bombed out of a by church. Fucking Nazis. Ron Perlman as a Nazi. Ron Perlman, so great. Yeah. With Carlo. that too, like they get bombed and they call like specific um, point to being like this wasn't even meant to bomb the town. It wasn't yeah. even like an actual thing. It just like continues to, to allude the to the like <laughs> to the happenstance of like the, and fragility and randomness of life and death. Exactly. It sets it up initially. Mm. Yeah, I like that's a great point. The randomness of life and you're just gonna have to take you know ro- roll with the punches. Um, when we get. You know, skipping ahead a little bit when Pinocchio first comes to. Is that SpongeBob? Yeah. Um, like when Pinocchio first comes to life, number one, the blue fairy's design, like as a wood wood sprite, so fucking cool. What was with the the glowing eyes that? You and McGregor's like, get the fuck out of here. Spirits. They're spirits. Yeah, like, they were they were all spirits coming together to create that one spirit. Because when they all right. came oh, together, right. yeah, then they yeah, became yeah. the eyes in their like wings and shit. The design that's was right. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. That's yeah. um that's Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton, yeah. Uh, Doctor yeah. Strange. She if, did a, she did a fabulous job in this movie, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Um, she was great. Yeah, and then Pinocchio comes to life. And the way that they wove in why Jiminy Cricket's there, and obviously, like, that is that is in the original. He's writing he, his memoirs. He's writing his memoirs, but, like, he already had kind of found a home in the tree. Yeah. Which, that was cool. And he's like, hey, this is my, rather than just being like, I'm going to live on a shelf in this guy's <laughs> workshop. Um, like, they really did a good job of making it make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Pinocchio comes to life and he's all creepy in the attic, 
so oh, yeah. fucking cool how he doesn't know how to move yet and yeah. he's like creepy annabelle spidery, yeah, was... like yeah i hated that i hated the way he looked but it was great like... I, I hated i loved how much i hated it was carlo's yeah. voice actor the same as pinocchio i think so that's the idea i right? have it up on my phone i can tell you in a second um also christoph waltz um so good he was i i did enjoy his performance i like i liked his performance and i like ron perlman did you you know who ron perlman was awesome in that great you know who voiced the monkey? Oh, um, Kate Blanchett, right? Kate Blanchett, Blanchett. playing an animated um, monkey. So we're in, spoil- Finn, we're in spoilers Finn right Wolfhard now, right? Did okay. Uh, how- well, Liz, what are you going to say? Uh, yes, that was Kate Blanchett, and yes, Pinocchio and Carlo are the same. Okay. Actor. So, um, <laughs> when they're when they're at the uh, when they're you know going up the hill, you know, Geppetto died, and uh, oh, were you skipping ahead to the ending? <laughs> skipping well, to the on, damn ending. Okay. That when they're walking up the hill, Liz just goes, that monkey ain't looking so great either. And she goes, oh, no, that monkey's on his last leg. The monkey, she, the monkey didn't looks, look good to begin she with. She looks at her phone, and as she looks at her phone, he fades away. And, and I was like, yo, yo, he stone. died. <laughs> I was like, he really died. <laughs> I, I, love, like I, I do love Japan. this idea that Pinocchio is now this like immortal deity who's like just went out into the world after all his, his all his posse died. It's like time to spread the lo- the he's, word of the Lord. He's like, like Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like time and space mean nothing. To well, him he can die now. He like I well, think, but uh, like let's not skip too far ahead. Yeah. Um. Where where do we go from there? All right. So we left off Pinocchio. His whole opening sequence. I think is great to kind of like he has no experience. He's got no moral compass. He's naive. So he's just like breaking things and not realizing. I think that's a great characterization to really get you into the frame of this kid needs to be taught what it is to be a person. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't, Mike, I just didn't like it. Back didn't me up here, Mike. Say that one more time. I was turning on a light. I really wish I had flipped to Mike while he did that. It was very creepy. <laughs> Mike, the the whole opening song where Pinocchio is like breaking things is a perfect representation of like how Pinocchio is fresh to this world and needs to be taught. This is what this is how you do this thing. You need oh, to learn these lessons and why Pinocchio. he needs a, a a moral compass, a conscience, a spirit, a soul, a cricket, <laughs> a cricket. Mm. I guess actually that I have a little bit of problem with. Like, they just made him... I'm sorry. Well, because I'm thinking about it in the bigger context of things, is I he's so rebellious and just kind of like... An, I get it. He's supposed to be annoying. He's supposed to be like... That's the point of the movie. The, I know. I get it. Like, the pure essence of... It doesn't make him like, not annoying, though, Nick. Uh, no, but it's, it's like it's a good it's a good split because it's like he is a he is alive, but he's not a real boy, so it's kind of like he's navigating what it means, like you said, to exist and what it means to exist and where you sit as in your existence of this with the rest of things which they put to in the context me, with like religion like when you're a kid and you put like your your parents are like don't touch the stove and then like you touch this pinocchio was learning all of those lessons all in one day that he you that you learn over a lifetime off. he literally burns <laughs> his feet off you put out my light <laughs> you burned your rip sauce <laughs> um uh let's see so when he died he went to the afterlife right or like someplace with these weird like donnie darko rabbit that was cool rabbit oh, that, was, that was my arguably my favorite part those rabbits that you know voice cool. the rabbits who tim blake nelson really yeah mm-hmm. 
What else? That what else is he in? He's the he's the dude from Holes, the doctor from Holes. Oh yeah, okay. he was in the uh, um, Watchmen TV show. The guy with the mirror mask. The oh, right, of okay, Scruggs. yeah, I know. Yeah, Buster, yeah, Buster oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's in the Incredible Hulk. He's the yes. leader, and yes, he's he gonna is. be in the new Captain America as okay. the leader. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's why I know the name. Um, I. <sighs> Here's my deal. Here's my deal. Here's my deal with this. Here's where I'm coming at it from. I would not watch this regularly. Like I just wouldn't. Like this is isn't if I didn't house. if I didn't hype it up the I same mean, way that you're hyping up Avatar. Right. I wouldn't have turned it on. Yeah. But the thing like, is, is that I kind of feel like when you're coming at it from an angle of I wasn't gonna watch this anyway. I don't feel like quality is what eventually wins you over. There's got to be something that you like. There's got to be something that fits your palate. Patrick, Patrick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can respect Citizen Kane, but I'm not going to fucking sit down and watch Citizen Kane because I don't like Citizen Kane. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, that's kind of what I'm getting at here is that, like, I don't feel like there was anything that happened in this movie that would have pulled me in to watch this had I not already been... I'm not going to say forced had I not already had had interest in watching this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but I feel like that's like, a lot I don't of... think there's any, there's, there's nothing that there's nothing that would bring somebody in who wasn't already going to watch this. I, I slightly agree, but I feel like that's a lot of like Guillermo del Toro. He's, like, yeah. He's got his audience. Like, that's the type of his audience. It's not just like, it's, 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 it's a him movie. Yeah, so but you go guys... watch it, but it's like, it's Shape not of Water didn't to... win Best Picture because of Guillermo del, Torio, del Toro's audience. It won because it captured general audiences. Like that's why that and movie won. I feel like, like no, that I disagree. That's that, the point. I'm not, like, that's not the point I'm making. Like I, I don't. I, I kind of feel like with that he was able to not only tell a really you're peculiar Guillermo del Toro. Same thing saying, with Pan's Labyrinth. You're saying that Shape of Water was a huge box office smash hit. No, what I'm saying is or that, that the, the reason critics why, and the people in the industry said this is an important movie. The reason why that movie won the hearts and minds of people was not because it catered just to Guillermo del Toro's audience. It catered to his audience but also had the ability to capture general audience as I well. totally the disagree same with way that pan's labyrinth did it when he won an oscar for that in like 2008 and when he made hundreds of millions of dollars doing the hellboy movies i think it's that um, those movies shape of water pan's labyrinth those are not mainstream movies those are movies that mainstream Dude, audiences may or may know best about picture it has to be mainstream then. that's not true yes Yes, it is. No, it's it's not like that box means literally. That means by like by definition of the no. film industry, that was the best representation of film for 2018. Yeah, but it's not always right. like the biggest, most popular movie. But, it wasn't, I, it but wasn't to like say that it's not a popular movie, why was an Avengers Endgame the, uh, the movie of the year? Right. Okay. First of all, you know there's a difference between the way that they treat superhero blockbuster franchises. Like, because if that was the case, then they should have won all. I of don't those even know why. Categories. Like, I think we're getting a little off topic here. I, I, at the end of the day, is what I'm. What the point I'm trying to say is, most people like, uh, like who like Guillermo del Toro fans are in. They're in a lane. They have that lane. Yes. If you're coming to this movie, I th- like. You're gonna love it. If you wind up watching this movie, unless you're Pat, I think you know, like you will enjoy it. If you know whether you like Guillermo del Toro or not, I think it has a lot to offer. It's got emotional stakes. It's got a really compelling story, and it's a better, t- fresher take on. 
the source material than anything Disney's. Like, will you at least t- say that it's a lot, hell of a lot y- yes, better? It is a lot than the I Disney mean, version, yeah, without a doubt. They, they, there's no question about that. But I'm saying from the perspective of someone who wasn't going to watch this if I didn't have to. This did not do anything to make me recommend this to people who wouldn't watch this. I would say to you, oh, you would really like this. You would watch it. Okay. I, it wasn't really for me. Now, Ma- like, I want to ask Mike, Would do you feel the same way where it's like if they didn't intend to watch it, would you recommend it to them? You know what I mean? I would stick with my what I said before. It's like, well, do you did you like Pan's Labyrinth? Like would be the question I asked. And it's like, do you like those really? type of movies where there's... I'd ask if they like Crimson Peak because that's what I felt like. Like, have you guys seen Crimson Peak? I don't Peak? know what that is. No. Crimson Peak is the film that Del Toro did after the Hellboy movies, and this was like mm. the one movie where he's like, people just threw money at him, do whatever yeah. you want, right? People who love Guillermo Del Toro, like who, favorite film like maker and everything, they say that's his best movie, and I think that's his worst. So, like, just put it in perspective like, for you. Interesting. Like, it, it, that like movie this, is this so Guillermo Del Toro. It's um fucking. Uh, it's got a really famous cast. Tom Holland. I mean, Tom Hiddleston's in it. It's about like ghosts in a fucking mansion and like this weird, like it's so Guillermo del Toro that like, I just could not get into it yet. I think Hellboy Two: the golden army is one of the better comic book movies from that era. And he did that movie too. I love pan's labyrinth and I love shape of water. Like, I think you're right. Guillermo del Toro has his Avenue. But I definitely would add to that and say that there's also an avenue that he has that opens the door up splits the to difference. more commercial success. Because I feel, like, Water, I feel like this is Shape in there. of Water was only $15 million to make, and it made $205 million. That is a huge box office success. So like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say that this is an anomaly, but I'm going to say it, I think that can still be true about this movie. And you not like it. You not have enjoyed it. Yeah. I still think it, this can appeal to larger audiences, like I, but it just didn't appeal to you in particular. I, I can see that like the money on screen, like the talent on screen. Like I, I can see the cinematography, the right, like it's just, I just don't click. I just did not click okay. with this. I, I, I was bored during it. I was looking at my phone. I tried to, I loved you and McGregor. I love the cast. I love the performances. I paid attention to everything. Like it was Pinocchio, uh, Monstro, <laughs> um, interesting take uh he had like dicks all over him Uh, (laughs) let me me ask you all right so like again i don't want to talk about the quality anymore it's pretty clear how we all feel about it what do you think about the fact that they didn't do pleasure island and they did like the whole war thing well i like i mean that angle because it's original and it's set in a certain time period now and cool that it was and i like the idea of like this using a, a what would be considered a children's medium to tell a really dark story. Like um, Disney doesn't want you to remember, but they made Hitler youth propaganda no, in the thirties. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And that was a really effective way to communicate dark propaganda on a lighter tone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For young, you know, for, you know, little Hitler's be like, Oh yes. Um, whereas like, or like, movies that talk about death or that talk about um uh what's it called or talk about divorce or talk about like adultery like shit that like is serious but like they they boil it down like any episode of caillou you know just turn that shit on and we're talking to somebody who's having some sort of personal strife but uh and i i do appreciate that about this version that it's seen through a certain window and that it's talking about life and death and rebirth and what do those things mean in a specific era like there was clearly a vision for this you know what i mean and it also just 
it just threw Nazis in and nobody was just like, oh, of course they put Nazis in. Well, are they technically, because you know? they're in Italy, they're are they Nazis? It's the National Fascist It's the National party, Fascist yeah. Party, but I mean, like, they are, they're taking orders they're from They're doing Hitler. C. Kyle. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I liked, I liked that they did it, yeah, because, like, the old ones are, like, in, like, 1800s Italy, like, was when the yeah. other ones, like, take class. But, like, putting it in the 30s and... Which is why I think this is really good that Guillermo del Toro did it. Cause he God did. damn it. I'm so fucking stupid. I watched this whole movie was like, damn, they really took this one back, huh? <laughs> this is when, an update. When the fucking other ones are like way, way yeah. before this one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but like, I mean, he did The Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth, which were both about like around the Spanish Civil War. Mm. So I really like the fact that he was able to take like the tone and kind of like life during war and what it how it parallels with like all the death and everything like that and actually put it in the movie in an organic way of bringing them to like the like the youth camp and like training them and doing things where you don't just get like this stupid island with the donkeys i i think that also plays into what I you knew- were saying about like the the what makes life meaningful but it's like also the beautiful things in life like family and friends but also the terrible horrible things that we experience in life like war and death and you know like having to having to be put in these situations with people that you do care about so you asked me about treasure island i knew they weren't going to do pleasure pleasure island Island. i knew they weren't going to do pleasure island because that is a disney property disney and you are and the reason I know that is because when I was a young, when I was a young warthog, <laughs> if you go down to downtown Disney, they have a section called, I think it was, it was Pleasure Island for a while. And then they, uh, after too many people started getting shit faced and having fights, they, you know, they took away the alcohol license and now it's, now it's just now downtown. It's root beer island. Yeah, now it's just downtown <laughs> Disney. That's right. No donkeys, just root beer. Just root beer. Um, so yeah, um, I, I for, like the, I'm I'm baffled that you that you didn't. There's nothing really. It's the medium. It's the medium. You think so? Absolutely. I'm not surprised that he didn't like it. So the the for me the whole time I was thinking, Disney should take a step back and look at what they're doing here, rather than continuing on the path where they just reboot the movies and do it beat for beat and oh, somehow still manage to make it worse than the originals, where this takes. A property that Disney has reworks the story, does it in an interesting way, and does it like it like reinforces the the origins of the story because this is like it's a like a um, Gr- Brothers Grimm style, you know what I mean? Like every yeah. children's nursery rhyme started out in a really dark, fucked up story. Yeah, this it harkens back to the original story, but also tells like a night like a moral, you know, like the it's a morality play, mm-hmm. like it was intended to be. But it does it in an interesting way and showcases the director's imagination rather than just like, just do the same thing yeah, again. Yeah, there's a clear vision here for sure What's on how to like, tell the story. It's crazy that Disney is is ne- like just not learning any lessons from the reboots that they've done and have been universally panned. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. But also, like, I, I, I like... Listen, winning cures everything, right? If the live-action Disney remakes were done well, we wouldn't be having this conversation because I think um, the live-action Disney remakes are, like, on a declining slope where, like, Jungle Book was awesome. Like, that was, like, top tier. And then there was one before that, too, even. I think Cinderella. That was also awesome. 
Beauty and the Beast was like the real last good one. And everything, like, don't even get me started on Aladdin and Lion King. But my point is that if those were good, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Whereas now that this is out, it really... I mean, Disney has to at this point, right? They had to be like, oh, why did, like, why did it, why does a property that people think we own the exclusive rights to, like, because the original is so popular, how did we fuck that up so bad? That'd be interesting to see, like, if, if this forces them or if more people start doing these types of things where it's like, it's a property that Disney does, but doesn't own the rights to the original story. If we got more of these style movies, yeah, and it kind of puts Disney in a corner. Exactly. I'd like to see that. Me too. You like to see Disney in a corner, like a wild animal, just listen. I mean, like they, it's it's a shame because they're like while they're making money doing it, it's like they're they're like tarnishing the reputation of some of their their biggest properties, most beloved properties. Mm, I think they're tarnishing their reputation. I don't think they're tarnishing the reputation of their older properties because like. I'll still I put agree. on the original Lion King and I'm just not, I'm not like think, a movie that they made 35 years after this sucks. Now but, I hate the original. Here, here's the thing. There's other generations than us. Yes. And there's I will make sure to show my children the right ones up. because that's all I can do. There's Nick. kids growing up right now who are going to watch the, the rebooted ones and they're going to be like, maybe they'll, maybe they'll like them because that's the version that they grew up with. But it's not like they're going to grow up with this amazing. Yes. You know, like, it's like, like a, a, growing up in the nineties. You're going to grow up with like a very mid, like <laughs> just, just mid aggressively mid <laughs> movie. I feel like that's kind of the motif though. Like as we get older, we look at childhoods now and we're like, that shit's mid. Our t- our childhood was great. Anyway, hey, we're besides the, Anyway, okay, boomer. <laughs> we're besides the point. Um, yeah, uh, this just it didn't do it for me. I'm not sitting here like, oh, this was bad. This I just I just did L- not. Liz, you're with telling it. me that Pat doesn't like uh, stop motion in general. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'll watch Rudolph yeah. the Five Legged Reindeer any day of the week, but I can't watch this anymore. Okay, because well, that's like forty minutes. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> do you know? Okay, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer is like forty minutes. Rudolph the Five-Legged Reindeer is a parody that somebody made <laughs> that's over an hour long that uh, he literally made with like construction paper and stop like stop animation in his own home and it's fucking incredible. Is it a porn parody? I've never um, heard of this. Yeah, I was yeah, like, is this but just- it's not. But it's not like you know anthropomorphic. It's like somebody glued a big dick onto a clay Rudolph. And like Jesus they made Christ. stop motion. No, this animation. is yeah. This 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 looks like somebody made it in their basement and they like, <laughs> yeah. with army figures. You mean there. Pat made it in his basement? Bozo yeah. did the Pat's dub. That's like I'm uh, promoting my film. Came out. Oh, there's his dick. Okay, great. Officially unlicensed. Yeah, it's, it's it's silly putty, is what it is. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, silly yeah putty. it came out. It came out in 2004. It's called Rudolph the Five-Legged Reindeer, and it's 29 minutes long. Sorry. So that's why you enjoy it. It's because it's you, short. Oh, mm. you want there's, me to bring that up? Naked no, no, no. <laughs> okay. No. So um, I I would 100% recommend this movie to anybody, but. Not not Rudolph the Five Legged Reindeer. I'm talking about Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I'd recommend it to anybody, but specifically if you're into, into Guillermo's work, it's a no brainer. Watch this. Uh, you, Mike? Yeah, I mean, if you like these kind of movies, if you like like the Jojo Rabbit, like the Wes Anderson, like that style of film, um, absolutely watch it. I don't know if, if you're. It's not a. It's not like a warm movie. You know, for kids or anything like 
what you would anticipate like the other Pinocchios to be like. Something um, it is a bit long. I'd probably say if you want to go out and watch it, fine. But you could also Mike's like, you saying know, if, if you, you want to watch it, it, watch it. I'm saying if you want to watch it, watch it. Like if it's if you if you think he would have interest in it, give it's it a on shot. Netflix. If you otherwise, then okay. like no, you ain't spending any money. And there's a behind the scenes making of. I would watch that. I Did would. you? Yeah, they're massive. Like the actual, like some of the. Um, All right. Um, before we do clip of the week, my bladder is about to explode. So you guys have a conversation. Oh, I wish that. you said that before we just ended the conversation no, no, no. on okay, Pinocchio. Yeah, Mike, keep going. So our score, uh, I averaged our score. It comes out to be an eight, which is still a pretty good score. Uh, so I'm happy yeah. with that. I think I like. I think it's fine. I think it's hard because I don't think this is a massively appealing movie. Like it does not have. I don't. I totally disagree with Pat, where he's like, "Shape of Water" is mass appeal. Like. I think I that is a specific of, film. I, honestly, specific... I think he's out of his goddamn mind. The fact that he yeah. he's like, oh yeah, this is a movie for the masses, and it's decided by the fact that it won the best picture. Like that doesn't mean that it's like got mass appeal. It means that people in the industry think it's an important film, right? And this, I feel, falls into that type of feeling, like the emotion, the like energy, the atmosphere of it. I think you where? said it in the beginning where it, like it, it's a it's the story is about like what makes life valuable and the fact that it's fleeting is like that's such an important message the 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 beauty in life is that it's fleeting and we have to make the most of it while we're here and spend time with friends and family not unless those people are fucking assholes that's true can I just say the first thing I saw when so Pat turned this on and it woke me up and I saw them bury the pine cone and I rolled over and I looked at him and I go I get it. What did I say? I was like I Pinocchio. 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 They really spelled it out in the in the Disney one. Oh well, your name uh, you're made out of pine wood, so I'll call you Pinocchio. So that's the thing. I've consumed. <laughs> you got more, eyes. I consume more Pinocchio content this year than I have. Well, get, there's one more that we haven't watched yet, and it's Italian one. It the the Italian one. Who who did that one, Pat? The Italian Pinocchio. I don't know. Oh, so we'll watch that. We'll watch that instead well, of Avatar a, well, this next week. This is the week. one that we were fucking salivating over. It was this one and the Disney one. What was the other one? The Italian one. Well, okay. the and the original. But who's one. in that one? I don't know. It's Italian. It's the Italians in it. Clip of the week. Okay, Liz, yeah. hit the button. Hit the button. Yeah. Okay. Is this from Back to the Future? <laughs> yep. And they're about yeah. to go 80 mile, 88 miles an hour, Nick. Now, this is uh, this clip was entitled "Why You Don't Play with Fireworks." I was gonna say I see arson. So this guy is going off like it's Chinese New Year right now. You see, he's just pouring lighter fluid. <laughs> oh, that's what he said. Yeah. He's just like, man. Just wait. What a great 4th of July it's been. And see, he's oh like, God, I'm impervious to damage. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You could have given me Damn. 15 things to say what would have happened, and that would not, that would not be list. one of them. I had some clips of people, like, they're getting way worse hurt, but I was like, this is going to be a nice surprise. Dude, that's just funny. 
This is like the video of the tires that were burning in the road and then the head-on collision happens. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Play it again. Let's give me a hit. So, yeah. yeah. So, this is him. Uh, like, this is where you think it would go wrong. And right. that's where that is where it goes wrong. <laughs> and, like, I think this is, like, some sort of failed stunt, though. You know what I mean? Like, all right, dude, yes, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to get over the fireworks, and that's when you're going to drive the car, and I'll jump over it. But, like, like yeah. But you got a lot of smoke in there, and you can't see the guy. (laughs) He just got too caught up in the fireworks and forgot that there was a car headed towards him. Or, like, this guy just didn't see him through all the smoke. There's no way. If you're driving in in your neighborhood and there's fireworks going off, you're not driving through it. You're you're not driving your car right over that shit. I like how he just keeps going, does not slow down at all. Which makes me think it's like a stunt, like Pat said. Well, that's the thing. It's also, like, kind of slow, too. You know, like, it's not mm-hmm. like he's driving. Fa- it's not like he got clocked. You know what I mean? It's like, you need a ride? You know, that's like, that's, that's kind of, you know. Yeah, I feel like he maybe, like, slid off the car as soon as it left frame. It was a real Simpsons hit and run moment. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's good. That guy's kneecaps are liquid now. Anyway. um, So, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Mm-hmm. Ready for next week? I'm I'm ready. I might actually watch Avatar 1 this week. I'm probably going to watch Avatar 1 as well. Mike, what about you? We should do a recap of 1 this week and just put it out this there. We Actually, not a bad idea. idea. Not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, thanks me. We'll talk about it after the episode. Um, But yeah, I'm ready. Fucking three hours. Right, That's the you, longest movie. I've, that'll be the longest movie I've seen, I see in my ever. life. Ever. 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 Next I'll week. Wait. Next week we're doing Avatar. So <laughs> buckle up. Yeah. And we're going to do just Avatar, and that's where we're going to close out the podcast forever for, for 2022 with. And then uh, 2023, we'll be back like first or second week. I don't know. Yeah. Whoever mm-hmm. vacation time, if we're still together. Yeah. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> What's that? I guess, oh, no. That, that TikTok where the guy's like, <laughs> he's like drinking the bleach or whatever. He's like, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, just kidding. Like, I got, I got somebody sent me. So for New Year's, I'm going to London. Uh, I got an article. Uh, one of my friends who's also going to be there and it was like uh you know be warned like think hard about traveling to <laughs> to england because there's going to be a strike and all like the uh, the airline workers in london are going to be on strike from the 23rd to new year's and it's like what do you mean think hard is it like just like oh just don't follow through with your travel plans like do something about this. Like, pay these people more yeah, money. Exactly. Like, I, it's not my fault that these people are working in terrible conditions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not my Think fault. Hard. The capital capitalism historically That's, disenfranchises eighty five percent of the population. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> get your shit together. So, I, who knows if I'll make it back to the country? I'll be All like right. Mike. I'll be a fugitive from Roku City. I'm just. I can't keep them on. I Where can't I keep them in the same room. Barely the same continent, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So next week, uh, we'll see you guys here, and um, then we'll see you in 2023. So bye-bye.